You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. Cam Stewart is Red Heat. Gabriel Morenzi and Cam Stewart. We're back in the saddle again, as Steve Tyler once so eloquently sang. That is uh, before he morphed into uh, Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> slash Jennifer Lopez. It's to the point where, like, Steve Tyler might be hotter than Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got more silicone, man, than, like, you know, Jenna Jameson, Kim Kardashian, and, uh, I mean, those lips, man. Uh, he could still fly, though. You want to talk about acrobatics and stage? That guy could still move, man. He could jump off speakers, hit the splits. That guy does it all. He could really motor. All right. Uh, you can you can really motor, too, Ken. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I've seen, uh, I've seen you motoring. 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 Sister Jean going to the final four. Yeah, Sister Jean's taking over the final four. And, in fact, they stated it was, like, the biggest press conference ever, actually. In the history of the final four. Yeah, it was, like, 200 people crammed, all asking Sister Jean. Uh, they, asked if, uh, they asked Sister Jean if uh, God is a, a basketball fan. And uh, she says he's a college basketball fan. fan. Not the pros. Not the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised that. Good answer. I'm not surprised that Sister GD supports college basketball uh, more uh, than than the NBA. You know, the NCAA is a lot like uh, religion and churches. They like to take money. They sure do. <laughs> like, yeah. How's the collection plate? Yeah, yeah. Full. Why don't you give us ten percent of uh, what you're making? <laughs> exactly. It's like a mob shakedown. <laughs> So, Sister Jean and Loyola, Chicago, the final four is set in San Antonio, Texas. Yeehaw. The Michigan Wolverines are five-and-a-half-point favorites uh, in this basketball game. A little bit of movement. Money uh, starting to come in on Michigan a little. The total sitting at 129-and-a-half. And then pretty much like the main event with Kansas and uh, Villanova, which should be a, a damn good basketball game. Uh, but, uh, but... I think it's a bad matchup uh, for Kansas, and I think it's a bad matchup uh, for Loyola Chicago. I think we're looking at a Michigan-Villanova championship game on Monday night. And unfortunately, as a Michigan Wolverine fan, Ugh, it's going to be tough to beat uh, Villanova if they get in. I'm They're gonna, damn good. You know, Cam, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan as well. Like, I'm kind of, uh, I'm a little tired of losing in championship games. Yeah. Just not getting there. Like, I've been there and I've done it. Like, with you look at Michigan. We won the basketball championship in uh, 1989. Made it to the champion back-to-back championship games uh, with the Fab Five, uh, you know, a couple of years later. Lost both those games. Made it to the 2013 championship game against uh, Louisville. Louisville. Oh, yeah. They vacated it. Somehow we're still Yeah, hey, that, that's another thing. Uh, hey, Louisville, uh, like you vacate the championship. That's Michigan's championship, or what's the point? Then we made it back to the Final Four, uh, what, like two years ago? Whatever the hell it was, 2015, I think it was. 2015 or 16, I don't know. 
getting to the final four hasn't been Beeline's issue. It's finishing it, and it's going to be freaking tough either way. Yeah, Kansas tough, Villanova tough. But I'll tell you one thing: if Michigan hits their shots, buddy, that's the one thing they got. If they if their three point shooting is on fire, they can beat anybody. And you know that, Gabe. They got real hot. That's that's the thing what they can do. So hey, man, if if the shooting touches there, anything's possible. It's going to be tough. To, Villanova can beat you so many ways, though. They're so damn quick. They're great on the boards. Well coached, tough, very tough. Derek Brunson. Uh, Derek Brunson's the best point guard in college basketball. He's basically like an NBA player. Malik Bridges is a stud. Yep. Villanova, just a deep uh, and complete uh, basketball team. Now, listen, nobody's unbeatable, but for the record, if Michigan wins and they play Kansas, Kansas are going to be two-point favorites against the Michigan Wolverines. And if uh, Michigan plays Villanova, Villanova are going to be five-point favorites. Uh, against uh, the Michigan Wolverines. So either way, Michigan will be underdogs on Monday night. Have you thought about the tease? If both spreads are exactly five, you tease it down Michigan to a pick and uh, Villanova to a pick. No. You're not doing that? No. Michigan money line, Villanova money line. Yeah, Cam, I won't do that because uh, a five-point teaser is minus 130. Yeah, what's the the parlay? A parlay is uh, minus 104. Bet. You did your math. That's good value. Save, save some money. I like it. I'm a professional gambler, Cam. <laughs> you always have to, you always have to be aware, guys, of of the options. You know, when you're when you're playing a teaser, you know, do the math and actually compare. You know, because you yep. you would figure they would actually sort of mathematically make it the same, uh, but I guess they figured, listen, if somebody's stupid enough to want to lay them minus one thirty on a teaser, go ahead and do it. No, we go money line. Uh, money lines only, and I wouldn't tease up an underdog uh, either. Like, I'm not going to tease Kansas to plus 10. No, no. Kansas anything either, could happen. Kansas either really hang around in the game and lose by one or two or win the game. Or lose or, by like 16, 18. They or they throttle. could lose yeah. by 12. College yeah. sports, teasers are, listen, teasers are a sucker bet in any realm, actually. True. They really are. I haven't played, I don't really play basketball teasers all that much. I am attracted uh, to them. Teasers are like, uh, they're like strippers. You know, they, you know, you go to the club and no, 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 no. I'm, got, you know, we're just gonna have a couple of drinks. We're not going into the booth. And the next thing you know, in fact, you're in the booth. It used to be a great strip club in Montreal called Teasers. And I always thought, I, I remember telling the owner, I said, it's a great name for a club. I said, it just is. They had a great sign too, Teasers. And I said, it's just like a football teaser. I said, it's, uh, it looks good, but it's bad for you. You know, like I said, I actually asked. Um, I actually asked Jimmy Vaccaro, uh, long, one of the longest-standing uh, odds maker in Las Vegas, Nevada. The guy's been around forever. I actually asked him who invented the teaser. I said, who yeah. came up with the name the teaser? And he was like, that's a great question. And he actually looked into it, and it's my bad for, for not remembering the gentleman's name, but we pretty much found out the dude. And he keeps the light on in Vegas. That's for, that's what my old bookie used guy, to say. They want you to play teasers. It's the guy that invented point spreads. He invented the teaser as well. Point spread and teaser. He was like the first. He was the first odds maker in Vegas, basically. He was the first sports yeah. odds maker. He's like the legend before Vaccaro got there. Like, basically, it was made. I think point spread started in the early 60s. Yep. Yeah. Basically, the guy that created the point spread system. He came up with a teaser, too. Well, yeah. Yeah. So he was the one, basically. Like uh, That's like wild. Jimmy said, I can't confirm it, but basically he came up with the concept of adding points. 
and suckering people in. That's <laughs> <laughs> you said. Because no, honestly, if you think about it, Cap, what is a teaser? A teaser? A teaser is a two. I sound like a yeah. professor right now yeah. asking the kids no. in class. What is a teaser? Well, a teaser, uh, sir, is when you add points. No, no. A teaser is a two-team parlay at minus money. Yep. That's what a teaser is. You are taking, you know, suddenly you've got two teams. It's a parlay. It's a two-team parlay at minus money. When they're five-point favorites, though. That's the thing, right? If you take a seven-point favorite, you turn a uh, seven-point dog, you turn them into a twelve-point dog. Bottom line is the it's same thing. Still minus money. Yeah, no, the, yeah, You're they're still like there's no, yeah, there's no. When, when you do the math, there's no value with the teaser. They keep no. the lights on in Vegas. Everybody tell everybody tells you that. That's the thing, and well, they no, look so attractive, though. I don't think too many you know, teasers aren't all that popular in Las Vegas, though, with the windows. More, more offshore. People, yeah, yeah. Teasers really. I don't think a lot of people even play teasers, to be honest with you. I think teasers are really just the the degenerate run. <laughs> I used to know a guy that all he did was uh, three game ten point teasers. He did well for like a it, while. That is for a while. Yeah, the three game ten point teasers. They're a sucker bet too. Used to just do nickels and dimes on. It's them. a sucker bet. I think if you're going to play a teaser, the only way to go is you play the the four the four game banger. Basically, where you get in a plus money. Yeah, four games, seven point teasers. Yeah, or four games, six and a half you can, point teasers. You can play like a a four game teaser. I think you can get plus two hundred on it or so, plus two fifty. Yeah, plus two fifty. If you're playing a six a six point teaser, you know the theme is here, guys. Like I said, a teaser is basically a parlay at minus money. It's you know rather parlay get plus money. Makes more sense. Doesn't mean though that I don't play them because yeah, we play them. I don't practice what I preach, and <laughs> I'm a lot dumber than I sound. I sound smart, but I'm actually I do a lot of dumb things. I play them. I play them too. It's hard. It's hard to resist sometimes. I don't play basketball teasers. Oh, basketball teasers are brutal. I On my book too, they have four. They have four, four and a half, and five point four point teaser what in a basketball. Point? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are you, are you insane? You're adding like this for you, what? Like a what for a three point shot? That's foul? what I'm, like, that's what I'm what's, saying. What's point, it is know? the dumbest thing offered, and if you play them, man, more power to you. But I've talked about this for years, and it's hard for people to grasp the concept of this, but. Point spreads actually don't matter. Like, they really don't. Like, in the NFL, they don't. Like, the team that's going to win the game. Usually, yeah, they usually if cover. If they're underdogs, and it, it doesn't matter. They're going to win the game anyways. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl once again. Basically, we've had 52 Super Bowls, and now 44 of them. No, sorry, 46 of them. Only six times, actually. It's come within the number? Yeah, so it's 46. Yeah, 46 and six now. Only six times in the history of the Super Bowl has a team not won the Super Bowl and covered a point spread. So you're practicing what you're preaching. So like the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles were underdogs, getting the points, they went outright. The um, you know the Denver Broncos were getting six points against Carolina, Carolina outright. They, they went outright. Point and 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 that that is translated into the regular season for the past like two three years in the National Football League. Like points, point spreads are overrated. So to your to your point, we talk about this, and we don't practice what we preach. Soon, you should start playing more, just more money lines, money line dogs, money line what you like, yes. money lines, money lines, money lines. Money keep lines. that in your craw. More money lines, which leads me into baseball, which we've told people underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. Well, look at last night. How's San Francisco doing when it comes to baseball? Uh, yesterday, we gave six baseball picks. Six. Six. We had a baseball six-pack. Nice. And uh, we went four and two. 
yet three of the games, we hit a plus 155 with the Seattle Mariners last yes. night. Yes. We hit a plus 155 with the Tampa Bay Rays coming back on the Red Sox. Nice comeback. Six unanswered. And uh, then we hit the uh, the plus 120 only on the Kansas City Royals because the line plummeted. Oh, the White Sox. Uh, White Sox-Royals yeah. game. Line plummeted down to plus one. But it got it at plus 150 when all that uh, stuff went down with the injury to Perez. Well, you know. It is what it is. It's I plus money. I could have started. Uh, I could have started using uh, Rogaine and Propecia years ago, and I wouldn't be bald right now, Cam. If ends and butts were candies and nuts, like if OJ didn't stab two people, he'd still be on NBC talking football. <laughs> we, there's a lot of there's a lot of things we can talk about. If right, nice pick on Seattle. King Felix really uh, he did his job last night. Good pick. Oh, he looked great. He actually did. We'll see it this oh, season. Oh, it was great. Season, season and I hit the under seven. Beautiful. Love that. Love oh. that. The and, late night. The late night under. I had Milwaukee Bucks and Golden State going over the number. It was nice to end the night on a three and zero. Oh. Perfect. Normally, like my late night uh, evenings at two in the morning are pretty frustrating. So no Filipino basketball or no, uh, you know, sand cricket or whatever the hell's on no, the European no. handball. No, no. You know what? Uh, enough is enough. It, Close the book. It's been. Uh, it's only been a couple of days. I can't say I've kicked it completely, but oh, you're <laughs> you got your two-day chip. <laughs> no late-night action. Well, I can't lie. Tonight, tonight is uh, Aussie football. Uh oh, but that's you play that that's a little a major bit more. Sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's not like no, under I'm, 19 Vietnam. Soccer. I I agree. I'm not going to put that in the degenerate file. You actually play those games. No, I haven't bet on badminton, volleyball, handball. Good international. Um, international fix soccer leagues or anything else in between the late night hours making progress that's good news no, i learned my lesson last saturday night when i was drunk and i bet on filipino basketball and i went oh and two yeah enough is enough yeah want to end the night with a positive yeah. yeah put your head on the pillow as a winner i like the late night action no baseball was good to me very good too aaron boone put uh, his head on a pillow last night in the toronto hotel room uh, as a winner sure did he did a great job managing uh, yesterday Awesome job by Boone. People were concerned about what Aaron Boone, like how he would handle being a big league manager. He handled it great. You sit back, you watch, watch Stanton hit home runs, <laughs> and after you hold a press conference and take the congratulations, congratulations on winning your first game. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, guys. I did a great job out there. I told Stanton to hit two home runs. It's like uh, Mr. Burns in the uh, in the the baseball episode <laughs> with Strawberries <laughs> smashing home runs. He's like. Excellent. I told him to do that. That's good managing. <laughs> He's like, hey, Strawberry, hit some home runs. Hit a home run. Yeah, so, yeah, life's going to be pretty easy for Aaron Boone. Big time. If uh, you, you look at that lineup, and uh, they just mashed uh, yesterday, tonight, it's Tanaka versus Sanchez. Jay's got a better chance tonight, but still get, getting it. Yeah, I, with Sanchez on the hill, they do. Hap didn't even pitch that poorly, but take a look at that offense now. And to what we talked about, man, come on. You're telling me you got your best player on the team, dead arm, and we're playing the first game of the regular season against the Yankees, and you know you don't know he can't throw a ball. You don't know you're putting him out at third base. What the hell? Who's running this team? The Muppets? This is unbelievable. Josh Donaldson, uh, Josh Donaldson will be playing this yeah. evening. Designated hitter. DH time. He's DHing already. One one uh, one game <laughs> in. What what a circus. Yeah. It was like the first inning. The guy throws a ball to first base. Oh. He one hops it. He picks up a clunk at third with the ball, too. <laughs> I, 
know. It's funny, too, because a lot of people stated, oh, he's going to be better now. Now that he's not distracted, that there are certain reporters around. I don't Ooh, know. I don't know. I think maybe he's missing. Bring him back. Yeah. Bring him back. You're going to see when the hockey playoffs are yeah, over. Exactly. <laughs> Come back to town, please. Jackie Redmond's back on the air. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah. hey, suddenly, my, my arm's alive. Uh, suddenly, Dawson's <laughs> cracking. Bam, bam, bam. But uh, <laughs> so Josh Donaldson, dead arm, like you stated, uh. and. John Gibbons this morning, well, manager of the Blue Jays. Well, you know, Gabe, I tell you, it's, it's a oh, yeah, long yeah. off season, you know. Hey. He goes, yeah, well, we didn't really make a throw, throw the ball at all. You know, <laughs> yeah, down there, you didn't make him throw the ball. He didn't really need to, you know. And then we, the first time we see him throw, we realized, oh no, you know. It's like, yeah, John Gibbons. Thanks, Gibby. You know, you need a trans, you need a translation for this guy, translator, and well. Yeah, well, well, you know, you guys, know, he's, he's, and he's all guy. casual about it. Like, it's like he doesn't even care anymore. Well, you know, I'm about to get fired anyways. And, you know, yeah, so Gibby's like, you know, he literally stated, we never really saw him throw the ball in spring training because there was never really a need to. And that's once we saw him throw the ball yesterday, we realized that he's kind of got a dead arm. Yeah, thanks. What the hell is spring training for? Exactly. Like, what are you doing? These games are for real, Johnny. Like, I uh, I like the Yankees tonight. Just going to ride the wave. Tanaka. Well, Tanaka, is, uh, Tanaka likes to give up home runs. He sure does. Going to be a lot of home runs in this game tonight. Could be worth uh, a look. In DraftKings, Tony Cicada will join us. we got a stacked house. Steve Merrill joins us next. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game Time Decisions Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, powered by Fantasy Factor. Check it out. Great site for the recreational DFS uh, player. Single entry contest uh, participants only. Uh, Great free contest, always on a weekly basis. Uh, Great great site. Check it out. FantasyFactor.com. Let's bring in uh, Steve Merrill from ProSportsInfo.com. Also one of the covers experts over at Covers. Uh, dot com steve always a pleasure what's going on steve hey gabe doing well so uh steve uh we'll get to uh, the final four in a second but we got basketball this evening uh actually and i'm um, looking forward uh, to this uh, game tonight north texas north texas and the san francisco dons uh, playing for cbi supremacy the mean green and don't forget we brought it up Loyola chicago uh, actually uh, won the uh the cbi in 2015 so uh, North Texas uh, tonight laying four and a half points, uh, Steve, on their home court uh, this evening. And, you know, I swear that they used to rotate, Steve. It would be like, you know, one game and then they'd go to the other place, then they'd go back to the other place. But I guess it's, you know, for travel purposes, they decided to, you know, start with one game and then two in the next team's arena. So North Texas uh, tonight, the home team. 
Yeah, they've done this, I think, recently. I, I feel like it's been a one and two for this one, but it's hard to keep track. And it's interesting you mentioned that Loyola won this a couple years ago. I guess that was a good investment because keep in mind, the CIT and the CBI teams have to pay to be in this tournament. That's why a lot of the decent like teams that miss making with the NIT or the NCAA do not play still in these. And I've always thought, you know, why would somebody waste money on these tournaments? But that's interesting. I mean, the Loyola, you got to figure they got some experience from that. It probably did somewhat carry over. It um, catapulted them in in 2016, yeah. and then yep. 17. It gets more players, enthusiasm, more games, uh, tournament pressure. Because, yeah, it's not the NCAA tournament, but we talk about it all the time. It's a championship, Steve, right? North Texas isn't winning okay. the NCAA tournament. Like, this is their opportunity to hang a banner and win a championship. So, you know, the extra practices and intensity, I think it does help teams. Michigan won the NIT a couple of years ago, Steve, with Beeline. I think these tournaments do help build character, and they do matter. And I think South Carolina made a run, too, and then last yes, year sir. they the yep. Final Four. Yep. Yeah, and I definitely think it helped South Carolina. So you can make a case did, for it. Did South um, Carolina win the NIT? I think they did, and then they and then they yeah, made then another they run. run the next That's year in the tournament. The same team, exactly. exactly. So I mean, but you look at San Francisco; they're six and ten on the road this year. You look at North Texas; they're nineteen and eighteen overall. They had a losing record coming into this tournament for the season. <laughs> I know. Oh, I mean, that's that's just how much of a they had a losing is, record, though, but... Steve, going into their conference tournament. Exactly. Like they've only they're only over five hundred now because they've made it to the damn finals of the CBI. <laughs> they're four, and they're probably the going to win. Yeah, and they're probably going to they win. They're at home. Seventeen. Yeah, and they were 15 and 17 a few weeks ago for the season. So, I mean, that's just, you know, yeah, exactly. They're going to probably win a tournament now. So that's what you're dealing with here. It's kind of random, but they've been a very good home team, um, 13 and 6 straight up, 79 points a game. They shoot almost 48% from the field. So you, you would figure that would carry well for them in this game tonight. Hey, Steve, great uh, run for the teams from Chicago. You know, the Bulls aren't playing very good. The Blackhawks are down, but uh, Illinois-Chicago, hey, they're they're in the CBI, but a really tough matchup tonight against Northern Colorado. They're nine-and-a-half-point dogs they're in this game. They're smoking hot, Cap. Illinois-Chicago are smoking the flames, hot the flames, the, the flames are smoking hot. The, the flames. flames. Yeah, nine-and-a-half points, though, Steve. That's, uh, that's a lot of points in the game. Any uh, opinions on this one? Yeah, I think the altitude, the home court actually could be uh, an edge for Northern Colorado in this one. And this, the total's around 158. It's almost 19 points higher than the North Texas game. So this should be a fast-paced game. And if that's the case, I could definitely see the altitude becoming a, a factor for Northern North Illinois, Chicago, and then wearing down in the second half. So I'd stay away from the first half. If you like Illinois, Chicago, maybe play the first half. But for the full game, um, I think this line's inflated, but I think probably for a good reason because of that altitude and the possible fatigue factor for a team that's not used to playing in it. Northern Colorado games have been sailing over the number. It's a good point that you raise, actually. The other night, Sam Houston State were up there, Steve, and they were only down by four at the half. They were hanging around. They got ambushed early. They were down like 22-6. They fought back. I think it was 42-38 at the break. And then they ended up losing, what was it, 99-80. You're right, uh, the Bears. Yeah, the Bears. The Bears. Northern Colorado uh, pulled away late. It's a lot of points, though, man. This Illinois-Chicago team have been money on the road. Uh, I'm, I'm, tempt I, I'm taking the underdog here. I'm going to go over the number as well. Let's jump into uh, the final four right now. And this is courtesy of Mark Lawrence's uh, database. He just tweeted this out. Very interesting. Underdogs in the final four round of the NCAA tournament coming off ATS wins in all four previous games are 2-16 and 16, straight up since 1990. So that's, that's Loyola Ooh. Chicago uh, getting eliminated uh, right there. 
And, you know, Villanova, uh, actually, if you guys remember when we did the March uh, Madness uh, preview show on the Fantasy Sports, all the, all the mediums, you guys said, which team do you think, like, will, will cover the most spreads in the tournament? And I said Villanova. Villanova are 4-0 ATS right now. So let's start off with Sister Jean and uh, Loyola Chicago against Michigan. Michigan. Uh, Steve, what's your take on this game? Yeah, I mean, we have to put it in perspective. Loyola Chicago was my double-digit sleeper to make the Final Four. I mentioned that on several shows coming into the tournament. But one of the reasons I liked them as the sleeper wasn't because I thought they were one of the four best teams in the country. It's because I thought they had a very favorable bracket. They play a slow half-court style. You know, they're only a two-point dog against Miami. I thought they could beat a Tennessee team that plays slow as well. And then I thought they would face Cincinnati and Virginia, the two-and-one seeds, and both of them play half-court slow style. So it's set up for them to make a run. But then they caught a huge break because they missed both of them, and they got to play seven and nine seeds the last two games. And even with that said, they still won their first three games by a total of four points combined. So this is, you know, they're fortunate to be here, but they're a good team, and they they play spread out offense. They have five guys that can score. They play a half court slow down style. Michigan likes that as well. So this should be a low scoring game. That always gives the underdog a chance to keep it close. And I think the real X factor in this whole Final Four is the sight lines and the big Alamo Dome. Both Michigan and Villanova, yep. two favorites, rely heavier on the three point shot, and if those aren't hitting, or they're having trouble with the sight lines, and that gives the underdogs a chance. Yeah, that's a good point, Steve. And the total, 129.5. It looks really low, but look at Michigan and Florida State. They just grinded and grinded and grinded in that game. And, uh, hey, you might actually see a little bit of value with the under there because Loyola Chicago is going to have problems scoring against that really underrated Michigan D. And if the shots aren't falling, clank, 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 this game might get real ugly real fast. Yeah, and surprisingly, the most public bet as of now for either side or total in either game is actually the over in the Michigan game. We're looking at 70 to 80 percent of the action right now in Las Vegas on the over. And so that's another reason you could say you're probably getting some value with the under. Now, one of the reasons I believe is because that game, the Loyola-Kansas State game last weekend was 126. It went to 140 on the final. I actually had a strong best bet for my clients on the over in that game. I thought Kansas State and Loyola would be willing to push the pace more, but I agree, Cam. I think Michigan is not going to allow that to happen. And Loyola is comfortable playing half court as well. And once again, if those threes aren't falling, especially early in the game, uh, the under could be worth a look. You know, the first half under is 59, and I would expect both teams to come out pretty conservative. Wow. The only problem with playing first half unders in college hoops is that you get 70 for the second half because of the fouling. So you're not getting half the total there. You're only getting 59, which is a really low number. 59? That's a, that's <laughs> that's low. That's lower than Laura Ingram mocking uh, high school kids for not getting accepted into colleges. That's a low number, 59. It's low. You're right, though, Steve. To me, and listen, I'm a big over better, guys. I'm a big total better during the season regularly. But in a tournament, it throws me off because, as you mentioned, Steve, the sight lines, the different arenas. Now it's the final four as well. It's easy for us to say, oh, there's no pressure. No, no, no. We're not the ones playing. We're not 18 years old. right? Like, Good point. You're not the one in a dome <laughs> on national television with 18 million people watching. So you don't know how these teams are going to react. and Well, you know how Villanova is going to react, basically. But you know, I'm just talking about the tempos of the games. You know, like the Michigan game, I think it does get there. If it plays to form, you know, Michigan's going to get to 72, 73, 74. And I think uh, Michigan generally play to about 135, guys. That's always been that key number. But it's the final four. It's in a, in a, it's in a dome. Yep. It's in this massive stadium. It's the final four. It wouldn't surprise me, man, if it was like 23, 23 at the half. Exactly. You know, and they were at 46 points. And also... I think Michigan's going to pull away from Loyola Chicago as the game goes on. 
So let's say Michigan are up 68-53 or something with four minutes left, three minutes left. You might not get the late foul action. If Loyola Chicago is down 12-13, it might be, yeah, that was a good run, but we're not. It's done. You know, it's, it's very tough. The, the totals in the tournament are always so tough to bet on, Stephen. Same thing with the, the, the other game. It's 155 points. If this was a regular season game in one of their gyms on a Saturday afternoon on ABC or CBS or Fox, I'd be all over the over. We're talking about a Saturday night in the Alamo Dome for a trip to the national championship. Yep. It, that could turn into a slugfest too, Steve. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And the two variables we're talking about are three-point shooting and late fouls. And they're both very difficult to predict. You know, a lot of that's just random variance from one game to the next. And, yeah, if a team's down by seven or eight, you're talking about an extra 10 or 15 points in fouls. If they're down by 15, you're talking about zero more points. And that's the difference in the over or the under normally in these games. I will hey, say Duke I think in general Kansas. since this – Duke and Kansas only went yeah. over because it went to overtime. Overtime, Exactly. Right, and just keep in mind, though, this is the do-or-die game for these teams, so you figure if it's anywhere close, they're probably likely to foul a bit more maybe than a regular season game, you know, so that could be worth a couple points there. Steve, it's hard to get in front of Villanova laying five against Kansas, but I'll give Morency a lot of credit. He's been on this team for a long time, and just Kansas has broken our hearts in the past, underachieving. Uh, you know, they're a little bit tougher this year. They're actually getting things done. They were very resilient versus Duke in a game they could have lost. Uh, I always look for an excuse to take the dog in this game, but, man, Villanova scares me. Laying five, you got an opinion on the side of this game? Well, you look, Duke was minus three. The sharp money pushed it up to three and a half on Sunday, and now Kansas was five, five and a half in this game. So I think you can make a point, you can make a case that the line's a little higher than it should be because Kansas did just beat Duke. Granted, they were down by three at halftime. They got into overtime, but even without their big man, they still pulled away in OT, which I thought was an impressive thing. They are a young team, though, and what concerns me about Kansas is their defense. They're by far the weakest defense remaining among the four teams. Villanova's the most efficient offense in the country this year, but some of that comes from their three point shooting. So once again, I think that's going to be the great equalizer, the great random variable here is if Villanova's hitting those threes. Championship caliber team, they're there two years ago. you got to figure they're a little more comfortable maybe with the big arena. Um, so it is a tough, it's a tough task for Kansas, but they've got a lot of NBA talent on that team. And um, I think they want to push the pace as well. Villanova's interesting, guys, because they're like the only team in the country that really can play well either fast or slow. There's not many teams that can say that. Um, yeah. And if Villanova wins this game, it'll likely be fast. And then they're going to get a real slow game against either Loyola or Michigan in the finals. So, But they'll probably get it done one way or the other. That's what makes them so difficult. Yeah. They can't play any style of basketball. Well, they never get rattled either. They just uh, they just don't get uh, rattled, uh, Villanova. So even if Kansas goes on a run, you mentioned that Kansas have NBA talent. Uh, you know the Newman kid's a stud. Um, you know Graham's a stud. Their center's a stud, but he gets into foul trouble a lot. <laughs> he gets into foul trouble, and against Villanova, Cam, I could see them getting into foul trouble early in the first half, and then Bill South's going to have to sit guys because they're going to be at three fouls. That's a recipe for disaster. Villanova's depth is just going to wear them out as the game goes on. Villanova's going to be too much for them, guys. Uh, did you see the look-ahead lines, guys, too, are kind of interesting right now? It's looking like Villanova would be about a six-point favorite over Michigan. They'd be about a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Leola, um, yeah. whereas Kansas would be about a one- to two-point favorite over Michigan. So it'd be interesting. it looks like whoever wins this game will be the favorite, obviously, to win the national title. Kansas, to me, though, Kansas have a better chance of beating Villanova than Loyola Chicago do of beating Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with As that. As good as Villanova are, Kansas are that good, right? I think Michigan are going to outclass Loyola Chicago – uh, but then on Monday, Monday, man, <laughs> I know. 
Too bad you don't have future, so you can just hedge and enjoy the game. And if Michigan uh, doesn't, where do you get money? I'm an idiot. I knew it 80 to 1. 80 to 1. I know. I, I haven't put a little on, but I'm just a stupid idiot. And I probably shouldn't drink at all on Monday just because it'll be more depressing after the game. Yeah. And if we win, I'll be real happy, but I'm really setting myself up uh, for a disappointment. But I expect Michigan to beat Loyola Chicago. Uh, I'm expecting it. All right, uh, Steve. So Major League Baseball uh, is uh, back. Uh, what, what, how are you approaching the opening uh, days and the opening series at the weekend here? Well, we talk about, you know, three points should be in the random factor in basketball handicap and um, bullpens are the random factor in baseball. And yesterday was a perfect example. How's this to start your season? I had the under seven in the Red Sox Rays game. It's four nothing in the bottom of the eighth. And the Rays scored six runs all of a sudden, the only inning they scored in the entire game. It's very difficult, you know, to handicap that bullpen factor for that reason. Um, so tread lightly, but I still think, you know, good quality starting pitching has an edge at this point in the season. I got to say live betting. You want to talk about a sport, Steve? Think about this. The Royals were up 4 nothing on the White Sox. Boom. You could If you like the White Sox, you get crazy odds. They come back and take a 5-4 to four lead, win the game 14-7. to seven. Almost every single game. What about Oakland? The uh, the Angels were up in that game multiple runs, four or five runs. Boom. They tied up. The A's win in extra innings. If you want to talk about teams that you like and major lines and betting live there is no other sport like baseball where you can actually you know put a hundred dollars down and walk away with a couple dimes just because bullpens can't hold up or teams can't hold leads yeah you know it's funny you mentioned that because i've been thinking the same thing during the ncaa tournament you always want to buy low and sell high whether it's you know the stock market or in-game betting and look at the ncaa tournament like i didn't necessarily think nevada was going to come back and they're down 22 with 10 minutes to go against cincinnati but they did, and I can't imagine what the in-game odds would have been at that point. But what I like to look for in basketball, and you know the season's winding down, but we can use this in the NBA playoffs as well, is when teams are shooting the lights out from three or the vice versa, when they're not shooting well from three, you know, that's when you want to buy that team or fade the other team and get a great price. And you bring up a good point with the bullpens as well, because I really think the bullpens are basically the three-point shooting factor of baseball. And if you feel like there's some randomness left in that game, take the big price. You're not going to win 50% of the time, but you only have to hit 20 or 30% to make some good money. Steve Merrill, ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. There's Steve, Steve Merrill with us. Think about Gabe. Almost every game. Think about the leads in the in like almost all of the games, right? White Sox four, not one run lead, yep. four run leads, and then o- Oakland, and then the, what about the uh, Phillies? The Phillies, Atlanta. Marquez hit a walk off in that game. You can go up and down the list in baseball, and this live betting's great. You can get a team at plus one and a half, crazy money lines. It's something I'm going to be doing a lot this year, especially a team goes up three to nothing early, four to nothing early. Boom, come back the other way if you think they can do it. Yeah, but you got to be sitting in front of a computer. Exactly. Exactly, you do. Or, or a phone. Be or, or, or a phone. <laughs> or a phone, right? I got it all live betting on the phone. The That's Pit- what you got to do. The Pittsburgh Pirates and the Detroit Tigers have been going back and forth all day, actually. Pirates are now up 10-6. ton of runs wow. being scored uh, in Detroit. Could be a long season uh, in the Motor City this year for baseball fans. 10-6 Pirates uh, right now. Uh, Washington Nationals and the Reds were rained out uh, yesterday. Uh, they're playing today. Washington are up uh, one nothing. I don't have any afternoon uh, baseball action, uh, but I do have a ton of games that I like uh, this evening. Uh, I see that Bet Online, uh, good good sports book, Bet Online, uh, Bet Online uh, AG has um, has posted odds to win the 2018 Most Outstanding Player Award in the NCAA tournament. The fact of the matter is, look, Villanova are going to win the championship. Yep. 
and Jalen Brunson is going to be the reason why, and he's going to get uh, he's going to win the award, and it's plus three fifty. That's really good. Yeah. So if you think Villanova's going to win, you're not getting plus three fifty now. Trust me, if they win, Brunson is the MVP or outstanding player, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's a great bet right there, Jalen Brunson, most outstanding player. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Yeah, Mike has spent a lot. Jalen Brunson, most outstanding uh, player award. Mikhail Bridges is uh, plus 500. Brunson's plus 350. Devontae Graham is 8 to 1. Charles Matthews, Michigan. Abdur Rahman. 10 to 1. You can't you can't bet anyone on Michigan to win the most outstanding player award because every game is somebody different that steps up. That's exactly uh, true. On Michigan. The fact is Jalen Brunson is the Villanova Wildcats. They're a deep team, they're a great team. Uh but Jalen Brunson at plus 350 camp, man. Look, Villanova minus 110 exactly. to win the championship. You could take two guys to be safe. That's yeah. the beautiful thing this, about that. This is bet. like the old Super Bowl MVP bet mm-hmm. as opposed to, and I told people if the, the Eagles are going to win, get in on Nick Foles at uh, plus 450, plus 500. You know, if you got to simplify this, guys. Like, who's going to be the most outstanding player award? Is it going to be the Italian kid, Dicia Vincenzo there? What's, his, what's that kid? Vincenzo? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, it's not him. Di Vincenzo. Hey, yeah. it's a Delizio DiGiorno. Pizza. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not going to be the no. uh, the most. I uh, we'll ask. We'll ask uh, yeah. Pete Annapolis uh, right now, who we congratulate as uh, Pete uh, will be doing uh, color analyst uh, uh, breakdowns on RDS Television throughout the NBA uh, playoffs. Good stuff. Congratulations on that, uh, Pete. We're just talking about right now uh, the most outstanding player award of the NCAA tournament. And we're looking at this from a betting perspective. And Pete's a coach, uh, so yeah. but you're not a coach anymore, so you can't get in trouble talking about <laughs> betting. So, former assistant with UMass Minutemen. Uh, but um, without being stated, Pete, Jalen Brunson's the favorite, a plus 350, to win the most outstanding player award. So, you know, that means you bet $100, you get 450 back, 350 plus your stake. Yep. Villanova are minus 110 to win the championship. So you bet Villanova, you get even money, Pete. You got to win both games. You got to beat Kansas, then probably got to beat Michigan on Monday night. The fact of the matter is, number one, I think Villanova will beat Kansas and will beat Michigan. And number two, there's not a shadow of a doubt in my mind that Jalen Brunson is going to be the reason why. Everyone knows he's the best player, and he's going to be the most outstanding player, and he's going to win a plus 350. Do you think Jalen Brunson's the most outstanding player of the tournament? 
Well, he has been the most outstanding and most viable player in the NCAA regular season. Um, what he's done this year has been incredible. Jay Wright trusts him like he trusts probably more his wife than anybody else. Uh, he, he has the basketball <laughs> in his hands. He lets him do whatever he wants. I think probably we won't get into bank accounts because, you know, then we can get into trouble talking about that in the NCAA. But that's as much as um, Jay Wright trusts. Jalen Brunson and when you look at what he's done in his career it's been incredible it kind of shows how old we've gotten Gabe and Cam because I remember Rick Brunson playing for Temple against the Fat Five uh, in the NBA oh, yeah. about 25 years ago uh, and I remember well, how about Vlad Guerrero Jr. now yep. it's like it never ends with these young yeah guys. it never ends and I, I remember Brunson being that point guard playing for John Chaney playing with Aaron McKee and Eddie, Eddie Jones and now here's his son. And, hey, you know, uh, when your father was an NBA player for 10 years and, uh, you know, you've been around him for so, many, for so many years, been around the players, he understands. He has such a high IQ. But like I said, basketball, you know, I have a son. And I hope my son, you know, as, t- as tall as he can become, whether he's 6'1 or he becomes 6'10, he's going to play guard because guards get the basketball, guards get field goal attempts, guards decide who's going to get the basketball. And Brunson's the one that has it in his hands all the time. And he likes to distribute. He likes to facilitate. He likes to get everybody involved, Bridges and Spellman and Booth. But at the end of the day, when there's time to make a basket, Brunson's going to get to the hole, and he's going to score. He's going to make his free throw. So I think the odds are great. When you look at Villanova as a number one seed, only being minus 110, usually that would be a lot higher. I mean, hey, uh, they're the overwhelming favorite, and with good reason. It's because of the quality of opponent they have to play in a Kansas and then probably a Michigan after. Exactly. Hey, Pete, i got to ask you, though, let's take a look from the Kansas perspective, right? Villanova's the best team, most rounded going into this. Say you're part of Bill Self's staff, then how do you, how do you attack these guys? How, what is your strategy when you're playing a team like Villanova? They can slow the pace. They can quicken the pace. They do everything well. What is Kansas's MO? What do they have to do to be successful in this game against these guys? Because, man, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. When you look at Kansas, um, you know, they're a team that plays high offense. Even when Roy Williams was, uh, was coaching that program, they get up and down. But they're going to play a Villanova team that's averaging 88 points per game, number one in the nation. I mean, they could score better and significantly even more than what Kansas is used to doing. Listen, Bill Self is a guy that's had a lot of talented teams. There's no coach or no program that's, ha- that's been, uh, that had more difficulties, had more upsets in the NCAA tournament in the last decade than Kansas. Um, I mean, this is a team, I remember when they lost to Northern Iowa one year. I mean, they got so many NBA guys and pros, and they keep on losing. Luckily, in 2009, they played a coach that loses more in the NCAA tournament with more talent than John Calipari in Memphis in 2009. If you remember what Derrick Rose and all that team could have make free throws. But here's Bill Self, he's back in the tournament, and he's got experience. And that's the one reason why Kansas has a shot here. Guys like Devontae Graham, guys like Mihaila Luke, I mean, uh, LeGerald Vick, they have experience, they're tough, they're guard-oriented, they're not going to be afraid of Villanova's talent and strength. Now, who's going to guard Brunson is the big key. Everybody thinks it's going to be Devontae Graham, but Devontae Graham is not a good defender in the post, and Jalen Brunson loves to operate inside and post you up as a guard. I think that he should put Vic on him and try and save Devontae Graham from that foul trouble. Malik Newman's the wild card. We know what he did in the Elite Eight against Duke. That was 32 points. That was unbelievable. But is he consistent enough to now do it in the big stage? Does he want to go pro? Does he want to be the main guy? Didn't work out at Mississippi State. Didn't work out with Ben Allen 
Well, now's your opportunity, young man, and he's going to have to have the best game of his life. For me, any chance that Kansas has to beat this Villanova team, you're looking at Devontae Graham and Malik Newman, have to have a combined 50 points or plus to have a chance to beat Villanova because Villanova, you can't stop them. They will score. I think uh, I think the only way if you're Kansas is to push the tempo and try to outscore them. You're not going to beat them in a half-court game. You'll get into foul trouble. I think Bill Self recognizes his kids are young. They're raw. They're emotional. They will get into foul trouble early in a half-court setting, at least if you play up-tempo. And you just hope, like you said, Cam, earlier, that you know Villanova, and Steve brought it up, Merrill, that if Villanova's threes aren't dropping, it's a tough task to beat them. But this is, this is a good Kansas basketball team. But let's be real, they were a Grayson Allen shot away from not yep, being here. That's true. And, you know, Newman really stepped up. Good call by you, Pete. I really do believe you're right. No one's talking about Newman. It's funny, when you look at the most outstanding player award, he's not even listed on the odds. Um, so what's your prediction in that game? And then we'll get to the Michigan game. Yeah, like I said, if Kansas does that, um, as a bookie inside, I mean, it's a great story. His mother coming back from Africa to see him. Hasn't He's going to get years. in foul trouble, dude. Well, right? you know. he, he likes to get in foul trouble. He's going to end up problem. with three in the first half. I guarantee it. And, He'll have three you know, fouls he, in like the first 15 minutes type thing. And you look, he's going to probably be guarding Spellman, and Spellman's going to be on the perimeter shooting threes, probably pump faking and going around them. And if the referee dude, all those hand checks, you know, he's going to be You know this, Pete, too. Spellman talks a lot of crap, too. Like, he's a real instigator and stuff. He's going to really, like, uh, he's he's going to know that this kid, he's going to, man, he's going to know this kid's, like, really emotional. I'll get under his skin easily. Spellman nearly gets in fights every week. <laughs> yeah, and I remember the game. If you remember the Sweet 16 against West Virginia, West Virginia went on a run. You know, those kids, Carter, they were tough. They were being dunked on. And then they were up 60 to 54 with about 11 minutes left in the second half. Jay Wright calls a timeout, and we're like, okay, is this the upset? West Virginia's going to take it. They go out after the timeout, 11-0 run. They didn't look back. They started making all those threes. West Virginia, one of the best defensive teams in the country, Villanova shot 60% from three that game. So, listen, yeah. unless those threes in that big dome and the big crowd, sometimes you, players get a little bit tight. But, you know, DiVincenzo off the bench. Uh, Villanova's just loaded. They've been there two years ago. They won the championship, got upset last year. Uh, even though they were really resilient in beating a good Duke team, uh, I think Villanova, that was their stretch where they could have been upset. I think they take this game. Villanova any over. Game's going to go over the number. Michigan, Loyola, Chicago. What do you think of uh, this matchup, Pete? Well, listen, everybody's talking about Sister Jean and everybody's talking about the Cinderella story. And it's, I mean, it's great, but what about those players, right? Nobody's talking about those players, but they're okay with that. And that's the reason why they won 30-plus games. And every team it's they taken play, pressure they off of them. It sure has. It's that's taking, a good you know point. I mean? like it's, she I'm, gets everything. She I'm, gets all the news. I'm all sure that it bothers them. And, you know, it passes slightly that, uh, you know, look at this, man. Like, no one's talking to us. I actually hit the shot. <laughs> but at the same point in time, Pete, no pressure on the kids. Sister Jean's absorbing all the media influence and pressure that these kids would be feeling. Absolutely, and and their head coach Porter Moser. I mean, he's been he's been uh, twenty eight times to the Final Four. This is the first time he's going to be there as a coach. He's learned by one of the best, being an assistant to Rick Majerus at Utah. I mean, he was a head coach at Illinois State, and he's you know they play like their coach. He's high, energetic. He's versatile. This is what this team brings. A bunch of guys are six four, six five. Can Ben Richardson hit those threes? Well, he better do it against a very good Michigan team that we've talked about 
Remember, we had that on the show, if they're going to win the Big Ten tournament, they did. They allowed 59 points per game defensively, only 47% field goal percentage defense. Can they overcome this game? This game won't be in the 80s like the Kansas-Villanova game. It's probably going to be in the 50s and the 60s. Who's going to cover Wagner? That's the key. Is it going to be Crutwig? They play a lot of guys, 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. That could work out in their advantage. But again, where are the points going to come from? Off the bench, is it Andre Jackson? The freshman, Lucas Williamson, can he come and make some shots? I mean, I like what Cooster's doing. Um, you know, Ingram has been a little bit more of a defensive guard. They're gonna have to, he's going to have to perform better. But you look at Michigan's body of work, they had that same type of scenario. And I've always said it, guys. When you're a team and you're about to lose a game and it's all over and you overcome that, and that was the case with Houston, the kid Davis misses two foul shots, up by two, 3.6 seconds. Timeout, they don't cover the inbound, long pass, pool hits a three, miraculous win. I think Michigan just has enough talent and a lot of offensive scoring. A little rock man's going to be important. Clayton Matthews has been so, so, so phenomenal in this run. I think Michigan and their coach, they're the game plan for a week. Michigan will get this done, and they'll be in the final against Villanova. I think we're going to give Michigan even so much more credit. People, remember the Big Ten tournament, how early it was and how bad some of those teams looked early. Michigan State looked bad against Syracuse, and yet these guys continue. You talked about the scare, but they deliver and they deliver. Beeline's a wicked coach. They can hit, hit their shots. They demolish teams. Like I'm just looking at Michigan, the things that they've done, and, and the other teams in that conference didn't look very good, but Michigan just keeps on rolling. A lot of credit has to be given to Beeline there. He has his kids ready to rock, despite they could have lost that game to you. Yeah, they could have lost it and they should have lost it. And I, and I was watching the game and you could see the body language and it was no shots were going in. Wagner was struggling and he struggled probably most of the tournament. The only really good game they had is uh, when they played uh, Texas A&M. And I think Michigan put up 99 points. Uh, I think they're due. They're in this moment. They played in the Big Ten. They understand what it is to play into crunch games, play against physicality. Obviously, the Cinderella team, they're going to be a little bit nervous. They're going to come out. As I mentioned, they got that, that small ball mentality. But I think Beeline is one of the great coaches that we have in this game. I mean, 2013 takes them all the way to the final. Probably should have won that game. Now you look at, you know, playing the Big Ten. Doesn't have all those one-and-done players, but he's delivered NBA talent, and he knows how to coach them defensively. So a guy like Duncan Robinson, what does he have off the bench? Could he bring up that magic? And I think, again, they believe in coach, they believe in themselves, uh, and they just have, I think, enough firepower and they have a little bit more size that's going to give Loyola Chicago problems. But this is a team that's won a lot of close games as well. When you look at what they did against Tennessee, against Miami, uh, it's going to be a close game early, but I think Michigan, and again, they just have enough to pull it off. And you know what? Yeah. I think any of these teams, if they get to a Monday night game, could win it. But I think Michigan right now has that defensive prowess you won't be able to score against them and i think that it's going to be just enough to get them to play the monday night in a year this year in college basketball which you know we've seen the fbi shadow and the investigation uh, looming uh, mark emmert did his little press conference yesterday and uh, he was just his usual scummy self uh, but with that being stated with all these sort of low life snake oil salesmen and shoe dudes and everything there's so many bad people involved in college basketball Beeline really is one of the nice guys. He does it the right way. You know, he recruits good kids. 
He plays by the book, and it'd be great to see him be able to actually win a championship. He's been in a championship before. He's been in two Final Fours before. He's had success before, Pete, but I just feel like there's another heartbreak coming on Monday night. It's it's tough. It's tough to win six in a row, and it's tough to win the ultimate one um, on Monday night. You look at Gonzaga. After all everything they've gone through, they were the, the initial Cinderella team, right, back in the 90s. Mark Few finally gets to a Final Four last year. His first one gets to North Carolina. You think they just have enough? Boom, they lose. Butler, they get there twice. They have, like, a great coach in Brad Stevens. They couldn't beat Coach Krzyzewski on that Monday night. Hey, even when Villanova to- won the championship, yeah. they won with a last-second shot. When North Carolina won, you know, last-second shots. Like you stated, you know, Pete, you've, you've competed at this level. That last game, that last hell, I played in the NBA hoop it up, man, and it got harder as it went on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like we got through, we got to the finals, it was just a whole other level. We're like, man, we can't beat these guys. Like, it's just, you know, we play perfect, it doesn't matter. But you're right, even a good team, it's freaking hard to win on Monday night. It's not easy to close these games out. It's extremely difficult, and I think a lot of a lot of credit to just have to go to John Beeline for taking over a Michigan program that's had their ups and downs. We mentioned the Fab Five. Remember, you know what Steve Fisher did, winning the title '89, taking Five Five. But how many coaches did they go through until finding a guy that could really um, cultivate a program, set up the platform for success, and doing things the right way? And that's what Beeline does. I hope he coaches uh team usa in the summertime it seems like it's always the same guys coach k calipari yeah i know right? you know it's time to get some new blood even bill self has been a coach a guy like beeline he's old school he'll tell you this is what i'm going to do for your son this is how i'm going to get him to the next level this is how we're going to develop him this is how he's going to graduate from school but you want to come to michigan this is what i could offer and if you don't that's fine and that's why he gets the kids that he loves and to coach uh and i think it'd be just amazing just the the aura of the Michigan program playing on a Monday night, probably they're going to talk about all the Fab Five and when they lost to North Carolina in that game. They're going to talk about in 2013 when they had that big run uh, uh, in the first half against Louisville. If you remember, Spike Albrecht going wild, making threes while Trey Burke was in foul trouble. Beeline decided to keep Spike on, then brought him back. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Glenn Robinson the third. They couldn't get it done, even though, guys, we know that they should be the national championships now because – Rick Patino and the escorts and the hookers are gone now. But anyway, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's going to be fun. We're Always fun talking basketball, Pete. Pete. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the game, fellas. Yeah. Happy Pete. Easter. Pete Annapolis. Yeah, happy Easter. We're stacked on the program today. Steve Merrill, Pete Annapolis. Always love talking with Pete. Babano joins Uh-oh. us next. Get ready for an awkward moment or two, Pete. Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage, Game Time Decisions. Bad Gamblers helping bad gamblers. Bad Gamblers helping bad gamblers. Good to be back. We apologize that we were off uh, yesterday. Out of our control. There was an incident at Master Control. 
Had to be f- call the week. had to be fumigated. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, too, like I wasn't there, so it's like yeah, yeah. no, it's like I can't play Morenci. Yeah, exactly. Morenci's fault. What did Morenci do? Ah, <laughs> oh, he contaminated the place, man. Bed bugs. When I leave places, it just normally smells like weed. That's true. <laughs> it's like uh, I want to get to this thirty-six-year-old accountant that played. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> and played well. There's hope for Florio. There is Florio. Keep your phone on, Florio. Yeah. I actually missed a call from Carton this morning to come on the show. I've been up late recently, and uh, my my sleep patterns. Normally, yeah. I'm up in the morning, but uh, keep your phone on, Florio. The uh, the Rangers might be calling you actually to play uh, <laughs> to, to to suit up. Uh, Bob Bano. Steps up in and uh, joins us. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Babano's name, uh, Ian Cameron, known as Babano. He's a capper at uh, sportsmemo.com, uh, as well as sportsbookreview.com. Uh, and uh, he's also uh, part of Johnny Manziel's party posse. Yeah, correct. And uh, Johnny Manziel will be uh, going to Hamilton, actually, most likely. And uh, turns out uh, Babano and uh, Johnny Manziel are going to be reunited. And it feels so good. Except uh, Johnny should stay away from Babano. He's a bad seed. It's like George Costanza. Bad seed. Ian Cameron. Babano. What's up, Babano? Yeah, the Johnny Manziel uh, saga. Basically, that was yesterday's news in my mind. It's been played out. It's gone on long enough to the point where I don't even care about it anymore. So it's time to move on to other things in life, Gabe. I actually said, you know what? If I was a Ticats, I'd just move on to. But he doesn't have any options. And... Is he better than Masoli? Probably. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you can't. If get he's not fooled, making an NFL yeah. team. He's going. He, he's he's better than anybody the Tie Cats got. You got to play. He him, could right? be better than the Masoli of two years ago and the beginning of last season. If he is post June Jones coming aboard as head coach, Masoli. That Masoli was pretty good. Uh, really good down the stretch of last season. The question is going to be: Can he do it for a full season this year? Now that he knows he's the guy. I don't know, man. I don't know about Masoli. Yeah, like you don't like Masoli? No, he's yeah. like he's like Ryan. Fitt. I don't know, man. He's he's like Kevin Glenn. Like he's good and yeah, bad. no, yeah, he's he made, good and bad at right. the same time. He makes amazing plays and makes yeah. horrible. Former plays. Oregon Duck uh, quarterback. Yeah. All right, so let's talk basketball. Uh, Babano, I made a little baseball. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what your plays of the night are. But uh, let's start off with the basketball. We have we've actually got basketball this evening. And I saw you tweeting about the CIT game in which uh, Illinois-Chicago going up there to uh, Northern Colorado tonight. It's an interesting one, this one. I mean, Northern Colorado's been uh, really good in this tournament. And in that home court, they've got they've been uh, excellent. I mean, they beat Sam Houston State the other night. Offensively, they've been on fire. They've been flying over the total basically in every game in this tournament so it's not easy to go against northern colorado but i've been riding this illinois chicago team they're nine and oh straight up nine and oh against the spread their last nine road games they beat liberty uh, on the road last time out beat austin p on the road two road wins to get to this CIT title game. Tough spot, admittedly, for the Flames here. UICC's playing their second road game in three days, high altitude of uh, northern Colorado. It's not an easy spot, but they're getting a lot of points here, uh, and because I've been riding them, I'm going to ride them one more time. I think catching nine and a half, just a little bit too many points than they can hang within that number. 
Speaking of the high altitude, Babana, 158 the total. And uh, you know what? Uh, with the way these teams are running and the, the way they could be gassed, uh, this could be very, very interesting for runs in the game. It seems like a high number, but these guys are playing like 90-87. Like they're getting way over the total. So I think we can get over 158 tonight. What do you think? It's tough to go get go uh, anything but the over, even at 157-158 in this game. UIC's played really good defense. Their defense has improved. That's the one concern I have. I mean, Liberty couldn't make a shot for half that game uh, on Wednesday night. Their defense just suffocated Liberty in that game. And if they bring that defense tonight, uh, it could be tricky to get over. But the problem is Northern Colorado might be able to take advantage of Illinois-Chicago a little tired. A little road weary, making this weird travel situation from Virginia, where Liberty is, to this uh, road venue here, uh, Northern Colorado. Not an easy travel situation. Maybe that defense is not quite there for UIC, which could help that over. I was going to ask you guys, too. Uh, North Texas was good to you that night, Gabe. Are you guys going to go back to the mean green against San Francisco tonight? I made a big mistake yeah. in taking the mean green in the first game. I got, I don't know, yeah. I fell for the points. They actually hung around in the game, but they fell short. They were great in the second half of the second game. As far as the number was concerned. And then uh, they, they dominated at home on Wednesday night. Now they're playing at home once again. you got to believe, Bano, at four and a half points, if the... If, if if the mean green come out hot again and you know the 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 gym's going to be rocking tonight in Denton if they come out hot San Francisco could just sort of roll over that's what i sort of see tonight you know the the first the you know the first half of this game is key like the you know the beginning of this game that's what happened in the first game San Francisco came out and just freaking ambushed them early North Texas couldn't get off the mat they tried to come back in a second and they fell apart again late same similar situation Wednesday night. North Texas were the ones. They came out. They were up 23-10 early. No turning back. They smoked them. They win by 14 points. We really haven't had that close of a game in this series yet. And I sort of see the same thing tonight. I'm, I expect North Texas to come out, Papano, play well early, and just sort of break San Francisco's will and uh, and win and cover the point spread tonight. Yeah, uh, North Texas to me is probably a team that's got a little momentum. I've seen this a lot. It's like the CIB, CBI tournaments become this little, I don't know, soap opera or scripted thing where it seems like the same thing happens every year. You know, you might as well put Victor Newman in the CBI tournament at this point. But, you know, you got a situation where you've got the you know, home team winning the first game. Then you go back in game two, the home team ties it up. And it seems like this is a yeah. game where sort of sometimes that team that played the home game in game two rides that momentum right into a game three win so and north texas to me still the better of these two teams i like the dons but i don't think they're as good defensively as north texas uh, and north texas has been a team that's i think gotten better and better as the season's gone on so i kind of lean to the mean green i don't love laying four and a half five in a do or die game must win winner take all type of game like this it's a little higher than i wanted but i'd put north texas maybe money line in a parlay of some kind Victor Newman's not going anywhere. Just an update. He's in a coma. I was watching Young and the Restless with my mom uh, yesterday when I went over for a visit. Victor Newman's in a coma. Victor Newman's in a coma. Yeah, yeah. How many hospital beds has he been in in 30 years? He's not going anywhere. (laughs) No, he's indestructible, but better. You're right. He'll find a way to come from the dead. (laughs) How many many dresses has he uh, he been uh, in over the years? Oh, quite a few, Gabe. Man, he's been around a lot of hot chicks over the years. Sure, sure has. Victor Newman's got some good stories. He sure has, buddy. I remember a long time ago when I watched, um, I used to watch Young and the Restless on a daily basis. Yep. Uh, my girlfriend was into it at the time, and I didn't <laughs> mind watching it because uh, Eva Longoria was on the show before yeah, yeah. she was a star. Good call, good call. That's she right. Was mixed up. This is Tony Parker, mixed, yeah. 
Yeah, she was mixed up in Victor Newman's uh, circle. Yeah, in his harem of women. <laughs> you stupid bastard. You got that? Oh, yeah, you always did that. 45 years, that show. They're doing something right, obviously. <laughs> I think she was his maid. <laughs> she might have been. I actually know. I, I think, think she, yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. She was like, I really do. Yeah, like, like the she sexy was, maid. Yeah, yeah. She was like yeah. the, the compound sort of maid. Yeah. yeah, like. Hi, Victor. Want a tequila? Like, yeah, she just come in with a tray. Yeah, yeah. She was hot. Very much so. She was hot. You yeah, were, Victor, you I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> You you reference Victor Newman a lot, uh, Babano, like I reference Homer Simpson. Something tells me, well, you watch Young and the Restless still, Babano? Parents did growing up. My friend's parents did. Couldn't get away from it. That's how I know much about it, as I do. You're not answering the question. I, I, I'm Gabe. I'll answer your question. Do you still watch the show? Yes or no, Babano? I still watch the show. No, I, I don't watch it what, day to day. Of course not. No. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, you know, so what? He's I watch it with my eye. I, I He's in a coma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, See, God, I didn't know that. Guy, what about the guy? What about the guy whose kid was the quarterback in Indiana? Oh, oh, that's uh, Brad, Brad Carlton. He's yeah, Brad. On, no, no. Actually, it's funny. Oh, Xander. Yeah. Is, is Brad, Xander Diamond. Yeah. You're not going to believe that Don Diamond, aka Don Brad Diamond. Carlton, on the Bold and the Beautiful. It, like Victor Newman, it's a two-bed coma parlay. He's in a coma on the Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, wow. yeah, my, my chick watches that one. What? Uh, Brad Carlton's on the Bold and the Beautiful. Oh yeah, he got he got shot. Some lady, some lady. You know, actually, you know, no one was guys. I got you. You can't make this stuff up. The mum from the Wonder Years shot uh, shot Brad Carlton, and his kid's a pretty good football player in Indiana too. Yeah, yeah he was so, quarterback. Yeah, him and Victor Newman. Both in comas. There's good just running quarterback. I don't know about a great throwing quarterback. Yeah, get Cam a job with soap opera digest or something. That'd be great. Hey, thanks, buddy. Cam, Cam, yeah. Yeah, Cam, Cam knows Dateline. <laughs> he knows uh, any murder my, mystery. Uh, my, mom, my mom loves. Yeah, my mom, I love going over for tea with my mom and watching. What about Coronation Street? You uh, Coronation no, I, Street? I got to draw the line somewhere, Gabe. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, soap opera. The last soap opera that I actually used to watch on a daily basis was uh, Passions. Oh, Passions with little Timmy and yeah, Tabitha, Timmy. the witch. And Teresa. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, I like Teresa. Yeah, I know you like Mamacita. <laughs> little Timmy. Yeah, oh, little Teresita, yeah. Tim, oh, Timmy's dead in real yeah, life. Uh, poor, poor little guy. And his uh, Tabitha was the witch. I got to be honest. Yeah. That was in my, like, really drinking alcoholic days, Oh, too. man. That's <laughs> I used to be drunk. Like, me and my buddies would be drunk. I'd be watching Passions. And, like, just like, what the hell is this, man? Like, Timmy's like, I put a spell on you all. Yeah. We're watching. I wanted to bang a Teresa chick. Yeah, That's why I watched. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, when you're that, drunk, that, you don't want to see a talking doll come to life. That's not dude, the time that, to be watching something like that. Yeah. That Timmy, that Timmy kid was freaking creepy, man. I know. Hey, yeah, I know. He, he was like a little midget. He's, he's walking around. around. I know. Tap it, tap it. She'd call him. Yeah, she'd call him out. <laughs> You're right. That's a bad soap to be drunk and stoned to oh, because yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of weird black magic going on and stuff. Dude, it was man. great, though. Oh, I know. Days of our lives, it's uh, they, crazy, oh, crazy soaps. All those other soap operas were sheer boredom next yeah, to that. Exactly. Yeah, at least they had oh, magic. Yeah. They, had, they had, like, little yeah, she was voodoo kids. Yeah, that's basically the, the cop was living beside Tabitha with Satan, basically. Yeah. In which form? And it was very uh, soft, uh, soft uh, porn. Soft porn, porn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, things got a little steamy on that show at yeah. times. Yeah, I liked with, it. With, with Luis and and, uh, and his ladies. <laughs> All right, Babano. So, yeah, sorry, we got sidetracked there. So, anyway, final, final, coma. final four, Babano. Final four, Michigan and Loyola, Chicago, and uh, Kansas and Villanova. Well, and a great segue from Passion. Five, five minutes. 
Yeah, yeah a great uh, segue from passions. Maybe there's another magic spell on Loyola Chicago tomorrow to take them to the national championship. We'll have to uh, wait and see. But uh, I like the over in this game, to be honest. I've said that all week, 129 and a half. Now, I know we've got two teams here that on the defensive end of the basketball court, they're pretty good. I mean, Loyola Chicago's defended well. Michigan's defense in the Big Ten tournament and in this tournament's gotten better and better uh, as they've gone on. Uh, but what I like is I remember passing with Michigan laying the points and the over, and I like them both a lot when they played Texas A&M coming off an opening weekend where Michigan didn't shoot the ball at all any good. Uh, they got time to prepare, adjust, and they shot the lights out against A&M with that extra time from that weekend to that Thursday game. I could see something similar here. I think Michigan's going to get those shooting legs going. They're going to shoot at a much higher percentage uh, in this game. And on the flip side, I think Loyola Chicago is going to at least do enough uh, to keep them you know, with a puncher's chance and challenge that Michigan team defensively a little bit. Their ball movement's just too good. I mean, I know you can say Michigan's played great defense, but the way they share the basketball and play an inside-out game, I think Loyola's going to get some points as well. So I like the over. It's real tough from a side perspective for me because I think the number's in a good spot. What about the Villanova-Kansas uh, game right now, uh, Babano? Villanova laying five tough teams, man. That's going to be a good one. 154.5 total actually gone down a half point, and I know a lot of people like the over in that ball game. I'm laying it or nothing. Uh, I will not go against Villanova. I think they've been the best team in this tournament, the most consistent team in this tournament. You can beat a team like Texas Tech, well-coached under Chris Beard. When you don't shoot the ball well at all, nobody shot the ball well in that game for Villanova and you still won that game by 12 points because you hung your hat on your defense which was outstanding uh, for Jay Wright and his team against Texas Tech that tells you how good you are you can shoot that poorly and still win by 12 against a very good Texas Tech team let's not forget Kansas could have lost to Duke very easily if Duke has some better possessions down the stretch when they had that lead we're not even talking about Kansas right now here uh, in the final four give Kansas credit I mean if Kansas brings their A++ game there's a way they can win this game it would not shock me if they do I just think Villanova's been he head and shoulders the best team in this tournament so far start to finish and if i'm playing this game i'm laying the five uh stooch our boy stooch yeah. the man uh, tuning in always a pleasure stooch stooch uh, stooch tweets something that's true and i think both of you guys are lying uh stooch says i love how every time a guy talks about a soap opera plot they always start out by saying my girlfriend was into it uh or you know oh yeah it was my parents or or, or, or anyone else. i said i said i watch with my mom i'm not ashamed <laughs> yeah, but I, I believe that Babano's not telling us the truth. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm telling the truth. Babano isn't admitting that he has soap operas. Just admit it. Babano. Yeah, you, you soap have soap operas on in the background. You do a lot of. I know you do watch a lot of vintage sports. I know you. You're a fan of that. Yeah, like to watch old games and vintage sports in the background Love while it. you do your capping. But yep. just admit it. True or false? Like you're in this. You're in the. You're in the the, the red heat and rage lie detector test hot seat right now. Do you or do you not have soap operas on in the background at times? Day to day, do, do I plan on putting a soap on? No. If I'm flipping a channel, though, and it's like 4.45 p.m. and Global comes across the television and I see Victor shouting at someone, I'll stop and take a look for a few minutes. That, that's basically it. So there's the honest truth right there, yeah. 
I can't lie. I'm hooked. It, it's on. It. It's on. My chick watches a lot, but I, I'm right there with it. My only soap opera I watch is uh, CNN. Yeah, CNN. Good call. Hey, with Will Blitzer. Soap opera. Yeah, it's the uh, Vlad- Vladimir Putin, Donald Trump, Trump soap opera. Exactly. Will no, it's, it's CNN is TNN, Trump News Network. That's all you hear about. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be a lot of trouble when he's gone. They need him. Exactly. Yeah. He's helping ratings. People are getting paid. Yeah. Good right. call on San Francisco baseball. last night. Baseball, Babano. Baseball pick. What do you got, Babano? You go quickly play. Let's Music take the Rockies. Play. Let's take the Rockies as a dog. Their bullpen's better. Ray and Anderson's a toss-up. Two good pitchers, but the Rockies the better pen. I think they can win it late. Rockies plus one thirty-two. I like it. Thanks, Babano. See you guys. Have a good one. I think it's time uh, to play. Uh, What's in Cam's bag? Oh no! Come back. Friday's uh, Cam seems uh, interesting things in there. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. I just got to chill. I just got to chill like uh, something weird and bad happened. I think yeah. it's Tony Sincata. I think Tony, I can just feel it's like the time of night that Tony starts to, to peep and lurk. The breeze. <laughs> Tony Sincata. <laughs> uh, if you're out there, uh, Tony, we are now uh, guest uh, free, actually. But uh, we are going to, uh, we're going to uh, get into uh, Cam's uh, bag. Uh, momentarily, but we do have a lot of picks to get to on the program this evening. A lot of DFS talk. Tony will join us at uh, 6 o'clock, sometimes a little earlier unless uh, he's at a wrestling event. Yeah, he could be. Unless he's heckling and uh, trolling wrestlers. <laughs> could be at a diner. Could be at a bar. You never know. Always hear glasses in the background. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, ding, I don't ding, know ding, what the hell it's like. I, I was thinking, it's like, hey, next call. I don't know he's where it is. It's got triangles. Yeah, it's and like, triangles. That's what it is. It's a triangle. I don't know. So it sounds like someone's doing the dishes like <laughs> exactly. behind him or something like that sometimes. Where's, I don't the, know. where's the cascade? Like I told you, Tony's like the only radio host I've ever done a show with. He doesn't turn his TV down. Hey, he loves it cranked. Yeah, yeah. Just like, cranked. It's like, oh, look who's on there, so that, uh, talk, the lawyer. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm talking to Tony, and you hear in the background, Wheel of oh, Fortune. fortune. <laughs> 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 Tony's, here's your boy, Avenatti. Yeah, I don't like Avenatti. He's just really pissing me off, this guy. He told me uh, he successfully sued Jerry Jones, too. Is that what you said? Yeah. Interesting. This guy loves this. This guy's just a media whore. He lo- he lo- he loves it. From Stormy, he loves coming on from TV. From Stormy Daniels, I'm, I'm going to start to wonder if uh, Avenatti has his own best interest or her best yeah. interest at heart. Here. Great point. I'm not sure. Like every time he goes on TV, he's not burying her every time a little bit more. You, you said it. No, the best is when they brought on Trump's buddy. Another million. Another million. Every time he missed David talk, Schwartz. Another million. David Schwartz. You like David Schwartz? Yeah, I do like David Schwartz. I like his style. Another million. I like <laughs> David Schwartz. The first time he was on with Avenatti, he got he got killed. He was wearing he, did. he was wearing like a two hundred ninety nine dollar suit. Avenatti crushed him. So you saw the second time, Schwartz had a better suit on. 
He's been doing great. Yeah, he, there he is right there. Uh, see, yeah, 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 see. yeah he, he got he's a little, back. He got a little makeover. Look, he's got the pinstripe soup. He needs soup. He's got a little, uh, he got a little product haircut. in his hair. He Look what he told slim. Anani. He goes, uh, he goes, I did. He goes, I did my research. I looked up California, California and it's the same. It's like, it's like, dude, if you're a lawyer, you shouldn't be admitting on national television. You have to look it up. Exactly. You should know it's California like, it's like, law. After you said I didn't know, I went and I looked it up. I did a little research. The thing is, this Schwartz guy, not the sharpest. As um, He admitted yesterday that he said that Trump had no idea that Cohen, Cohen did this. Which basically just means that Cohen, if you're a lawyer, Cam, you yeah. can't be cutting deals for people. No, 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 their no. Knowledge. It's no. like me if I just cut, like I just cut a, a deal behind your back yeah, go, for you. What's going on? I said, don't worry, Cam will never talk about this. Yeah. He'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I took the money. I can't do that ethically. <laughs> you got to deal with a new bag company. <laughs> you want to see what's in the bag, or do you right. want people hey, to Floyd, guess? Can we get some music here? Uh, it's time for what? Uh, what's in Cam's bag? Put it up here on the table here, Cam. Let's, uh, it's like customs. Let's go through uh, Cam's bag. It's pretty bad. Now, first things first, I want to state that Cam's got a new bag. Um, normally, Cam had like a bowling bag. Yep. You've got more of a gym-type bag right now. You've stepped up. I have. What happened to the bowling bag? Did it finally break because you had too much stuff? The yeah. handles, like, snap? I brought I brought home some uh, beers, uh, some tall boys, and a couple extra groceries, and the zipper just went pop, and, uh, yeah, I spilt it all over the train. Well, Too dude, bag. You used to put, like, 800 pounds worth of stuff yeah, in the bowling yeah, bag. Yeah, they should have had a warning. I, I really abused that bag. All right, so what's in Cam's bag? What do you got? Uh, about 70 serviettes. <laughs> Cam pulls out a I've stack. been having a problem. Cam, uh, you got like a stack of napkins. Yeah, I went to Pizzaville and I, with my slice, I stole some napkins, some antacids. That's always good. Gabe, your your favorite. I don't know why it's there. Empty Ziploc. You never Cam's know what it's going to be there for. Empty Ziploc bag. Uh, I got. Where, where are the pills? Uh, I put them back in a. Uh, I got them in a regular pill case. Here's some uh, some hair product there. Spiking. Spiking glue. Spiking glue. <laughs> this is Cam Stewart's hair product. A Big Mac coupon. I still got one left. A Big Mac coupon. It's like shaped like a Big Mac. Coupon. It is. It's amazing. It's exactly like it's a sandwich. Like, a like I want to eat that coupon. Yeah, it's like a Big Mac thing. NRC. Be my guest. McDonald's restaurants. One free Big Mac. Enjoy a free Big Mac. You're going to like this one, Marenzi. Lotto cards. Well, I found that. Uh, remember, you traded me the Models card for the Cleveland Browns oh, jersey because yeah, yeah. it was too tight on me. You got to, you got to help me order something. I haven't uh, bought anything from Models yet. It's a good point. I don't even know where that Cleveland Brown jersey yeah, is. Yeah, well, right. you better find it because it's a beauty. Yeah. Models gift card in the bag. Yeah. Bus transfer. Fine sports. More serviettes. Hey, an old bus transfer. Oh. More napkins. You've got flyer uh, for the grocery store. Prime <laughs> ribs on sale for four eighty eight. Competing flyer. Competing best. Flyer. Oh, dude, this one's the best. Take a look at the deals at the in my neighborhood. Bacon for two eighty eight at Freshco. Ready crisp bacon. Or simply orange juice, like better than Tropicana, buck ninety nine. Oh, like what deals at this place? Man. I like your camera. This is how they get you too. Look at like their little slogan: cheap, cheap. I know. Dude, cheap, cheap. Save, save. Uh, we know what Cam's getting. How about this game? Lottery ticket. Case of 24 Pepsis for $6.35. Sold. I'm actually doing the whole tour. I'm going to get Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, and 7-Up. What's this? Uh, free that's a free lottery, lottery ticket. Uh, scratch lotto ticket. Air freshener. Air freshener. Elastic. 
loose elastic bands. Uh, some kind of bag. Oh, yeah, water in a bag. Cam's got, like, a lot of plastic bags in plastic bags. You're like a bag man. Take a, take a look at my bill. You're going to love this. This is be, be thankful it's all inclusive. This is my energy bill for a townhome in the burbs. 200 bucks. Not that bad. It's brutal. Pizza coupon. Ah, my driver's license. I was looking for it. Thank God. <laughs> driver's license. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> I was actually looking for uh, uh, shoppers, drug mark card, a glove. <laughs> One glove like OG. Oh, a coupon for the golden nugget drink. <laughs> circus, circus drink coupon. I haven't, obviously, I haven't changed my bag very often. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, oh, yeah, Champions OTB. Hey, I found three bucks. $3 credit voucher. Thanks, Gabe. I'm glad you make me go through my bag. Yeah, and I don't even want to admit this one. Underwear. Oh, don't know God. if they're new or old. <laughs> Let's just put them back. Is that good enough? I think we're, we're pretty good. Yeah. You're essentially carrying around a bag of junk. Yeah. Not, this ain't junk. Proline lottery coupon tickets. You like those? Happy birthday, buddy. I don't know where to play them. At a, at a convenience store? Yeah, you have to. They have, they have to accept them. It's the law. They like it, it says it right there on the bottom. They did it. Well, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little chat with your local vendor. <laughs> you got bags. McDonald's for coupons, <laughs> gift certificates, income tax, pizza bill check. You're essentially carrying around a gym bag to carry around grocery store coupons and circulars. You got to admit though, those flyers are pretty good. <laughs> the price is there. Two eighty eight for a whole thing of bacon. Come on now. You can't, you can't do better than that. I like the random. Oh, you like the napkins? Well, the random. You got a stack of napkins. Stack. You, want, you want some? No, no, I'm okay. good. You got uh, old bus transfers. Yeah, bus transfers. That's fun. Just in case you ever get uh, caught off guard and they ask you for a transfer, you can bust that out. Correct. <laughs> Don't forget your, uh, your spiking glue. Oh, yeah, my spiking glue. Thanks. Oh, there it is. I, should, I usually have beers in there, too, on Friday, but uh, it's good Friday. I think it's closed. Is the beer store closed? I think so. And the liquor store is closed, and the grocery store is closed. Nobody's open except for the coffee shop. Really? Huh? Yep. Everything's closed. What are alcoholics going to do? I lose. I don't know. Borrow, borrow a neighbor's? I don't know what. Yeah, it's a good point. Di dial a bottle. Dial a bottle. For, for off days, this is when companies okay, really... That's when you cash in. That's when you hit the guy. Come on, where's my Smirnoff? I'd be charging like uh, 80 <laughs> bucks a bottle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You can, too. No, so so basically, so yeah, if you're drunk... If you're drunk and you don't have extras... the holidays, yeah, you've got to think ahead. Yeah, or wait till tomorrow morning and people who are drink, drink every day. So Or move to Vegas where there are no uh, holidays. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> They don't even know it's Easter in Vegas. No, they don't. They don't. I really didn't know it was Easter, to be honest with you. I don't understand. I didn't even know everything was closed today. Yeah, well, you're not going very far anyway. Where are you going to go? I did go to a dispensary earlier in the day. It was open? That was open. Oh, nice. See, these guys, they play by their own rules. Smart. Smart. A, a, a colleague of ours just bought a building uh, in town. He's opening up a dispensary slash coffee shop. It's going to be a real winner. Which gelato and ice cream? With gelato. Yeah. THC well, gelato. They have, they have that, yeah. Well, they got that new place. It's called Sweet Jesus. Apparently, like, they're it's just kicking ass, this new ice cream shop. But uh, Craig Martin uh, says he's in. taking it down. Craig Martin checks in on Twitter. He says, hey, Marenzi, tell that prick Cam Stewart good pick with Hoss Hostler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bo Hostler. He's leading right now, but it, it is only Easter Friday. 
I got him at 125 to one. I put like five. I think I got like seven. Sunny Vega, on. what's up, Sunny Vega? Hey, Sunny. Sunny Vega says I need to know what kind of bag is it is to, to handicap this properly. Is it a gym bag? Is it a knapsack? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a gym bag. Adidas. Yeah, it's an yeah. Adidas. Nice looking Adidas. Thanks, gym bag. buddy. Yeah, no, I picked it up for the trip to Vegas. I upgraded because my other one. I told you I popped the zipper on my other bag. So uh, I was a fan of the bowling ball bag. Yeah, this one's nice though. It just it's it's great. It's it, you know what I like about it? It's got perforations for airing out things too. It's nice. I know, but I like how too like. You can walk past the gym and sort of, you know, look like you just you're leaving the gym instead. Of- <laughs> and, and in reality, you have a bunch of empty plastic bags and a McDonald's coupon in, in the in the bag. Very accurate, Gabe. So true. I haven't stepped in a gym in a while. Yeah, you know, it reminds me. It's like uh, like Kramer when he went to work. When he had the job at the place he really didn't work when he got let off, and that's what makes it so difficult when he got let off. I don't even work here. That's what makes it so difficult. Um, yeah, when Jerry asked him, hey, Kramer, what's in a briefcase? He's like, crackers. Yeah, cra- <laughs> crackers. <laughs> I, I do usually do have crackers in the bag because uh, I like and to take them from the grocery listen, store. Word of no lie, dude. I know a dude, all right? I know a guy. He used to get up every day. He lived with his parents and stuff. He was sort of like uh, kind of a loser dude. Yep, just lived in the basement. And uh, like a slacker, metalhead guy. And uh, every day, dude, he would he'd wear a suit. And he'd actually, like, walk around the town and, and stuff with a briefcase and a suit. Yeah, just pretending he's yes. going to work. Yes. But like, he's so walking. Yeah, but it was in, like, it was in a smaller town. So people, like, would thought he was successful and stuff because they would always see him. And he'd always go to the mall with his suit and his briefcase and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> finally, <laughs> we, somebody asked him, they're like, what's in the briefcase anyways, man? <laughs> He opens it up. It's heavy metal magazines <laughs> and a copy of a hustler. Nice. He's got he's got porn and metal magazines in the briefcase. And the guy's walking around like town like he's successful and stuff because he's wearing a suit. It's amazing, isn't it though? You put a suit on and people will buy your crap. It's, exactly. it's unbelievable. Exactly. If it's a good suit, though, there's a lot of guys in my neighborhood do the old, uh, you know, men's company, like three suits for one ninety nine international you can tell a cheap suit. That's a thing. You're better off not Bad wearing thread. a cheap suit. Exactly. Get one good suit and just wear it a lot, kind of like what we do. There's a clothes store guy that sells like upscale hipster clothes. They're actually pretty nice. Not hipster clothes. They're actually pretty cool stuff he's got. But um, he's uh, he he recognizes me from TV and stuff like that in the past. Yep. So every time I walk past, he's like, hey, Marenzi. And guy's selling like, he's Italian. So, you know, he's selling like these jackets and stuff. I'm like, I like that jacket. How much is it? Oh, it's 400 but for you, 200 So, you know, I'm, I was, you know, I'm more of a, you know, $49.99 jacket. I agree. Guy. Like when you when you walked into Walmart and got your new yes. sneakers for 14 bucks, you felt like a good shopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, That's I'm what at, I do. I'm like, at the stage of my life right now. I'm exactly. with you. Save money. I'm actually considering getting a pair of Skechers. All the uh, all the advertisings finally got to me. I want to be like Howie Long. Nice, Comfortable. Uh, wide feet. Exactly. Yeah. You got big feet. You might as well get sketches. Well, these, these shoal shoes were great, man. Very comfortable. With the gel insoles already oh, sewn yeah. in. Oh, oh yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Great stuff. No, you, you can't beat it, man. You can't beat it. I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm a double XL. I'm about comfort now. I'm all about comfort. And I don't care what, what anything costs, man. You give me a T-shirt for a buck. If it fits, I'm buying it. It's pretty simple. I really don't care. Just don't care about style. Drusilla uh, checks in, I believe, from Queens. He's in Queens. I don't know if he still lives in Queens, but I think he does. It says if it's dollar ninety nine, 
simply juice. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, Drusilla. Let me tell you, that juice is amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 got it's the no pulp stuff with the. It's not from concentrate either. Like that is the premium, premium juice. Premium, dude. That's four ninety nine, five ninety nine juice <laughs> for a buck ninety nine. They're giving food away at this place. I'm gonna tell you, Marenzi. I'm walking in there with two brown ones. I'm gonna fill my cart. <laughs> I'm gonna go nuts. You said a case is a pop for six bucks. Like that's un- that's unheard of. It's beautiful. Speaking of filling uh, filling my cart, I've got quite a few baseball picks, actually, for this Big evening. night tonight. Big night. Who do you like in baseball? What's your? Uh... Well, we were very successful with the underdogs yesterday, and we're going to go back to what uh, worked uh, for us uh, yesterday uh, with the underdogs. Um, I'm looking at the Colorado Rockies, actually. Uh, Bob Bano uh, brought it up. I think Colorado were in a nice spot uh, tonight agree. against Arizona. Um. I like a Chicago. I think, listen, the cop, the Marlins are terrible. You know that the Marlins yesterday, Cam, they had 12 guys in their lineup that have never played a Major League Baseball oh, yeah. game before. It was brutal. They're essentially a double A and triple A. They're not even really a triple A team. They're like an A ball team. Like they're, you said it. Like triple A is actually veterans and washed up guys and stuff. They don't They don't even have that. They just got a bunch of kids. Arena's their best pitcher. He, plunk, he plunked three guys. The lead, There was a leadoff home run. They actually battled back in that so game. How about they this? Stink. The Chicago Cubs are minus 210. Take them on the run line. So it's up to you. You can take them on the run line. You can take them outright, Parlay. or this is what I'm doing. Chicago Cubs, Michigan Wolverine Parlay. Ooh. Money line. Patience. Patience. Wait, waiting a day. Waiting a day when you can actually buy the liquor and put the parlay in. Confucius says patience. <laughs> patience. I think Steam Shrimps is... Uh, Pays off. I think he's lurking, Gabe. I think uh, Tony's lurking. Told you. Sincata's always lurking. Lurking. Tony Sincata. What's up, Tony? That's unreal. <laughs> What's unreal? What's up, Tony? You skipped the afternoon baseball. We just had a, uh, I had the Tigers in the money line in a thrilling game. They came back from 10-6 down in the ninth inning. We, oh, did we talk about it? These live, wow. the, the live betting, man. It's it's unstoppable. I had, yeah, I had Detroit. I was uh, I, I, good for you, Tony. No way. It's, but I got watching it. We, we had a, we had a guest on Tony. We're, we're talking about the yeah. final four. All right. You said you didn't bet this afternoon. I didn't bet the game. What? No, what do you think? I know, Tony. You think I, you no. think I bet on every game, right? I would never think a guy from betting Indian basketball late at night bets every game. Yeah, what do you think? I'm some sort of degenerate? I bet like a Pittsburgh Pirate Detroit Tiger game? I'll bet on anything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get away from that. Listen, okay. I was 4-2 four, four yesterday, six baseball plays. I was 4-2 nice. and two with three underdogs. Uh, but looking at the board for this evening, there's not as many dogs as I like. Looking at the games I like tonight, I like the Yankees tonight. Tanaka on the hill against Aaron Sanchez. Uh, Josh Donaldson will be uh, DHing uh, tonight, so he's in the lineup, but he's got a dead arm. Yeah, Yan- Yankees That's are minus BS, too. That dead arm's BS. And Toronto might be as inept as the Mets uh, medical staff. The yeah, guy didn't play the whole preseason in the field because he has shoulder injury, and all of a sudden, oh, the shoulder's okay. Yeah. It's a dead arm. Come on. It's not a dead arm. I mean, how does yeah. the third baseman have a dead arm? No, he has a throw. He played yeah. two innings in the preseason in the field. How did, he, how did he get a dead arm? All right. So I like the Yankees uh, here this evening. I kind of like the Jays. Minus 150. That's the, uh, I agree with you on Colorado. I'm going to take a shot with I think Sanchez pitches well tonight. No, the Cubs, though. The Cubs tonight. Tony, you want to lay 210? I'm laying a run and a half. All right. We're taking a quick break. Tony Sincata's uh, with us. We don't want to know what's in Tony's bag. 
game time decision. My hands outside of it. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. There's the breaking news. From the National Football League, actually. John Gruden no longer on Monday Night Tough Football. Now he's in Oak Town. Marquette King will no longer be celebrating and uh, kicking the football for the Raiders. Love Marquette King. Great punter. Marquette King has been released by the Raiders. Except this wasn't like it was a shock. Basically, get this. Mike Garofalo reports. Marquette King went over to the Raiders facility today to meet with uh, the coaching staff. Never got the chance. General manager Reggie McKenzie pulled him in, spoke to him, and in the end informed him uh, he's been released. The move saves the Raiders $2.9 million. That's a lot of change for a Against punter. the cap. And on top of it, um, Gruden reportedly was not a fan of King and King's antics. <laughs> King liked to go wild. He liked to dance. He yeah, liked to Gruden, fire it up. Gruden, Tony, yeah. Gruden doesn't want a showboat uh, punter. No, I said the reporting. There, there, there are whispers of King's personality not clicking with Gruden. Uh, Gruden didn't want to spend all this money on a kicker who brings all this attention on himself and gets as many penalties as he does. Basically, yeah, Gruden's just thinking, you know yeah. what, punter? Your your time. You're not dancing now. No. You're done. You're and, you're, and you're not making three million dollars. He gone. That's a lot of money. Sad. It's very sad. John Gruden's laying down the law on the punter, but he's bringing Marshawn Lynch back. I know. Yeah, good point. Tony. And he signs Jordy Nelson and lets Crabtree go. I'm starting to think, I think this the Raiders are going to suck Ray hard. Yeah. I'm with you. There's no there's no guarantee. Just hey, John Gruden's going to be the coach here. Everything's going to be good. I, Listen, Gruden knows football X and O's. Yes, he does. And he was entertaining, and he's a sure. likable guy. Right? It's contagious. He's a likable guy. He loves football. He's a bad player personnel guy. Like having, like, like he's insane, Tony. If anyone thinks that Jordy Nelson's better than Michael Crabtree at this juncture of their careers, they're nuts. You know, I remember going back yeah. to Tampa, though, dude. Like, he, he was nuts with the player personnel. He had, like, 13 quarterbacks. And, and like, he's all <laughs> over the place. He's out of touch. You know, he brings in Marshawn Lynch. Uh, who, who, who He signed Doug Martin. Yeah, muscle hamster. Doug, Doug Martin. Doug Martin and Marshawn Lynch. You got one drunk and one pothead. You know, like, between these two. <laughs> You know, you, you know, like really, and then you you let Crabtree go, but you bring in Jordy Nelson, who's done. If Jordy Nelson wasn't done, the Aaron Rodgers Rogers, never would have let him exactly. go. Exactly. He would have said, "You guys are nuts." I'm Aaron Rodgers. Like obviously, he was done. If Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, we got to let him go. What's your take, Tony, on Gruden? Is this going to be a disaster? I don't think it's going to be a total disaster because he has ten years to rectify. Right. So he's <laughs> he ain't a ten-year contract. 
10 years, well, they're not going to buy him out or pay him that, right? No, he's not I mean, going to last 10 years. He's, he's not, there's I, no way. They want no him to way. get to Vegas, right? Yeah, and then, uh, good call. Look, they, uh, yeah, maybe last because year, of the optics. Raider fans were turning on him last year. The team sucked, and they know it's for real now. They're leaving for real. And they still have to be there for another couple of years. So I think they, you know, hiring Gruden sort of throws a bone Softens, to the Raider. Yeah. Faithful, hey, we're bringing yeah. Chucky back. You love him. And then also Chucky's a good face to roll into Vegas uh, with as well. But, yeah, I see I see Gruden. I don't even know if he lasts to Vegas, to be honest. I, I, just like got the, the, I might have just had the ultimate bad beat. So uh, the Tigers scored the winning run in the 10th inning, only they don't. The call at home plate is overturned after a long delay and Ron Gottinghardt being ejected. What the hell on a replay? I expect better reporting from you. Yeah, Sincata. we thought the game was a final. Come on, Sincata. Uh, it was a final. I saw the run score. <laughs> I saw people get excited. And I said, yeah, what a comeback. We've got five runs to come back from 10 to 6. I hate, now I hate the letdown. I hate that letdown. Uh, let uh, Tony, you know, you know what? I've done with the UFC before, and I don't do it anymore. I've learned my lesson, guys. But it's it's kind of funny, but it isn't. And it's actually happened to me twice, in which I watch a UFC fight. And I have big. I have like two hundred fifty bucks on it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, man, we dominated that fight." And I leave the room, and I miss the decision. And then I check my account, and I like get lost. Yeah. Like you can never assume that the judges saw it the same way. You you always have to watch uh, until the end. But I brought this up yesterday, Tony, on Twitter. Um, you look at these baseball games. You're gonna tell me that the baseballs are not juice right now again? Come on, man. And we're talking about home runs and oh, yeah. guys getting the 40 home runs. Good start. Good Dave start. Davidson hit three yesterday on the White Sox. Exactly. His home run is, you're telling me Stanton, Stanton might hit 75 home runs this year, Tony. So I, I was, there was a Detroit Tigers. I don't know who the guy is that's the color commentator, <laughs> but I'll figure that out as I talk here. He was talking about he thinks the home runs are because of these all these new statistics, like the launch angle. And so p- pitchers are seeing these launch angles, and they're trying to beat them with a high, with high heat now. And he believes these balls are either strikeouts or home runs, and that's I all he's going you, forward. I guarantee you, Johnny Cueto ain't looking at any launch angle videos, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm just down there, but like a lot of you know, you think King Felix? I know, like. I know baseball is the geek sport, all right? And the geeks get yeah. to flash their numbers yep. and this and that. The balls are juiced. I've been in Major League Baseball clubhouses, all right? I hate to bust their, they, these guys' bubbles. I'm not I'm not shitting on analytics and stuff. I, I, I believe in them. But a lot of players, they don't know. They don't know any of these stats. Phil Mickelson doesn't know the guy that he's playing with name. Actually, both guys. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, people... I was talking to a football player once. He went over and hugged the field goal kicker after a win, called him the wrong name. And someone told him, no, no, we cut the guy last week. It's a new kicker. He didn't know. Like, he didn't know. And I am guarantee you, Frank Robinson's a Hall of Famer. First black manager in Major League Baseball history. The only person to be most valuable player in the National League and the American League. He didn't even know there were damn game notes with batting averages and stuff like that, Tony. <laughs> Oh, I could see some of the old school. He's a manager. Sure. He was a manager. Didn't you know about the <laughs> no, press kids? No, I told you after the game. Somebody said, like, Rocky Biddle gave up a home run late yeah. in a game, cost the Expos a game, and somebody asked him, they said, Frank, why didn't uh, you know? Why didn't you walk this guy when this guy was, like, 11 for 22 against Rocky Biddle? 
And Frank said to him, how do you know that? How do you know he was 11 for 22? And he said, wow, I was in the pregame notes. And Frank said, where did you get that? And Buddy said, they give them to all of us. And then Buddy even showed Frank. He goes, it's right there on your desk. And Frank picked it up like he'd never seen it in his life. It's like Michael Vick in a playbook. You know what I mean? It's like he's looking at this thing. He's like, he's like, wow, look at this. And then he looked at it, and then he dropped the best thing. This doesn't mean anything. And he just <laughs> threw it back down on the ground. That's like uh, that's why Ryan Sandberg and Larry Bower are no longer in baseball. They couldn't figure out the shifts uh, and how to work it and how to implement. <laughs> the two of them would sit in the dugout and, and they were mystified and they were last in baseball and shifts. Well, nowadays, now a, Tony, uh, yeah, you see now these teams are like four outfielders exactly. and yeah. everyone's getting cute. What did the yeah, the Angels brought in five last night and it would have been the sack fly yeah. would have scored that run against Oakland. They were trying the five in the infield. It was a, it was a D. I was showing yeah, a ball in the Shallow. old days in the Casey Stengel yeah. days or like Spark. Anderson or, you know, any of these old guys, Earl Weaver, you'd get mocked. What are you, what are you doing with yeah. these guys? I got five outfielders moving around. <laughs> you can get away with that stuff now because of all the analytics of baseball, Tony. You can get cute and, and move guys around. What drives me crazy, though, is when, when there's a shift, Tony, why, why, why doesn't a hitter just freaking bunt? They should bunt a hell like of a lot try, more. It pisses me off. Just do it. And then everyone's like, no, you don't pay You don't pay him to bunt. No, I don't give a crap. If he does this a bunch of times, they're going to say, you know what? He keeps on doing this. They're just slapping down the baseline. Like It pisses me off when, when teams shift and the hitter hits it right to them. So I, I did a little research on Joey Gallo, all right? So Joey Gallo is a guy that nobody put – there's nobody at shortstop at third base when he's up. So I did a little research, and the reason being is that any 18 – he hits 21% of the balls to the left side, right? 18% of those are in the air to the outfield. So the shortstop at third base only needed 3% of the time. So – he strikes out 36% of the time. Imagine if you want him to all of a sudden go the other way. He can't do it. He's just not physically able to. He stinks. Yeah. Tony brings up good points, Gabe. Lots of good numbers. 10-10 in this <laughs> baseball game uh, right now still. Wow. Should be 11. Uh, uh, see, off and running. Re- you see, know, see this replays yeah, the Tony. worst thing in the world because – we grew up with Earl Weaver, Billy Martin, Lou Pinella. How do you go out there and argue with the replay? You still can, but it's just not the same. You're not going to have the no. guy go bonkers on well, it. You're going to have a little bit of anger, but, yeah, it's not going to be the same thing, like full-on dirt, full-on uh, major league. Well, the Major League Baseball replay system, it sucks, but it's, it's more accurate than the NFL. Like, the yeah. NFL is a league where – they review it, and then after, you're like, you guys are so stupid, stupid. you, you still, still freaking screwed it up. Like, you just watched it for 10 minutes, and you're still wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. But I don't care if they get it right or wrong. I just want to be entertained by the manager coming out of the dugout. I don't understand why you have a replay. The things that they, they, they don't have the replays for the right thing. Yes, that's the thing, because they want to keep it. That's that's their power, right? It should be replay the- whether a guy's safe or out, like on a, on a play at second base. You don't need a replay to tell us whether the ball went over the freaking wall or not. We need a replay for the home run. Like, how hard is this? Like, we, we overcomplicate everything. I guess the NFL now is going, I don't know, they cleared up some. Catch, uh, the catch rule? Yeah. yeah. It, They'll still screw it up. No. They didn't clear it up to me either. What, this is ridiculous, this rule. So you have to catch the ball, and then you have to make a football move, which is the next step 
or, 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 or such. Why isn't it? I catch the ball. My two feet are on the ground. That's a catch. Yes. I agree 100%. Yeah, now, How hard would that have been? Now we're still in the stupid uh, zone of, did he make a football oh, move? move. <laughs> yeah, what is a football move? Me punching Roger I mean, Goodell in the face. <laughs> Terrell Owens pulling out his shoppy. Not a football move. You know what a football move is? Brett Favre pulling his dick, dick out. out yeah. There's a football yeah. move. <laughs> you like that story? You like that story? You know, you know what's funny? I always suggest to men that li- like to send penis pictures, and apparently it's huge. It's a huge population. Uh, Sean Salisbury. He seems to be an NFL. Yeah. Seems to be an NFL. Oh, what was he? Wasn't it Sean, uh, no. Salisbury the fa- fax machine? Didn't he do something no, with yeah. the fax machine? Or who? Who? I, was, I think that was him. Sean's Doing a parts, Facebook like, you know, front, back, like, whatever. You know. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> He, Sean's a Facebook friend of mine. I want to lay off him. Uh, he's uh, he wishes me happy birthday every year. Um, <laughs> I always Google a penis and send that to the woman. You can get a better penis that way. I like your style, right? Yeah, if you're gonna do it, yeah, you can't. I might as well go. Yeah, might as well. yeah. Hey, we got elected but officials. The that can't figure that you- out. Do you, do you send a, a black penis though, a bigger one? Like you like Mandingo upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell him if you know what? That's the girl I would love. If I if I had a black penis until my parents were mixed, and she believed that, that girl I could marry. So you're the dumber and more naive girl. That's what you're looking for. That's what you're getting at. Yeah, that's yeah, and low self esteem. So uh, we've got we've got hope for you, Tony. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah. A 30, 36 year old accountant was uh, played uh, net last night for the Chicago Blackhawks. And yes, you, you're yes. a thirty six year old talk show host. So I figured you know it's hope for you. I'll tell you what, that was amazing that that guy uh, he played net last night. How crazy is that thing that that happened like that? No, it's like winning the lottery. <clears throat> the I thing know. was, they had the go- regular goalie. He gets hurt in the pregame. Other guy, the fourth or f- the fifth stringer, gets hurt in the game. Yeah, we should he, note that their the first two guys are already yeah, out. The, so yeah, yeah, the first two, yeah, the first two Blackhawk goalies are out. One month, actually, three out. guys, yeah. even Glass, they're on like exactly. The, he is their, their sixth ranked goalie. So they're down to like <laughs> their their farm system guys, but then they get, get hurt. hurt. So now he is the emergency goaltender in the building, rec league. Yeah, basically, he's guy, an accountant by day. Guy in a beer league, he's got a LinkedIn. He's he's an accountant basically. That's Senior amazing. financial uh, accountant in the greater Chicago area. He plays in a beer league. And basically, the Blackhawks put it out there that we need a goalie now. Yeah. And it was an instant tryout. And he showed up. There were a couple other dudes who showed up. And uh, they said, all right, you're just going to be a backup here tonight. And uh, then he ended up having a goal. hate to say it. He was better than the Jets starter. Comrie sucked. He played four years of NCAA hockey. He did play at Western Michigan University. That's not coming in off the street. Well, he's coming in off the street. He's 36, though, Tony, right? It's not like he's 26. It's quite an accomplishment. A 36-year-old account comes off the street and plays in an NHL game. It's it's a pretty crazy story. And also, he was saving Cotton. Yeah. Dustin Bufflin shoots the puck at 102 miles an hour, Gabe. He saved like a 100-mile-an-hour like slap shot. Like, you got to hand it to the guy, man. Like, that's that's pretty crazy. Finished the night with a perfect save percentage, stopping all seven shots he faced in the Blackhawks 6-2 win, and he was every bit as everyday yep. man as you would expect uh, after the game. Yeah, it was great stuff after. Like, uh, Oh, his quotes are great. They- <laughs> Get a couple beers. Yeah, and Tony, it was awesome. <laughs> they did an interview after the game. And he goes, literally, guys, a couple hours ago, I was doing financial reports at a computer, and uh, now now I'm in an NHL game. He's like, pretty crazy story. Did they carry him off the ice like Rudy? 
No. No, no they, they you know what, that. though? The, the Blackhawk players were... They gave them the hockey salute. They all stood up. They were all banging the boards with their sticks. You're right. Like, well, this story, unlike Rudy, actually happened. <laughs> yeah, like, it's true. That's the difference between this and Rudy. Like I said, I want to see. I'm going to look up at the break here. I want to look up. Let's see Rudy. Rudy. Is there any, any footage of Rudy in Notre Dame? Like I said, like we playing were playing a play. We heard Joe Namath say, listen, I don't really even remember him. I guess he was sort of there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then he even got, he's like, I tell you, nobody was chanting his name. And he goes, there was no protest by the players. Did he go in? He goes, I don't even remember him. <laughs> Sounds made up. I think Joe's yep. just angry that this guy's making money, like, off of Good call. things. And he's and he's wearing And he's wearing ske- Skeeters or whatever he's wearing. Skechers. Skechers. That's Brett's yeah. new shoe. That's his yeah, new shoe. You know, Skechers is going old, man. They got Howie Long. Joe Montana's yeah. a Skechers Joe, Joe Montana, guy. Joe Montana, Ringo Starr. Oh, he's in Skechers, too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who their latest pitchman is? That's what that put me over the top. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I got to get a pair of Skechers. Um, Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo's doing Skechers. Really? Uh, the Skechers golf guys are Matt Kuchar. Yeah, Tony Romo. Guys, yeah. yeah, and I like to travel. Tony Romo was like, I'm in a lot of airports, and I get tired of taking my shoes on and off. And he goes, <laughs> not these Skechers. And he just slides the Skechers off, and he's like, wide fit. And then a customs agent's like, hey, you're Tony Romo. And he gives us a thumbs up. <laughs> Tony Romo, yeah, you sold me a pair of Skechers. Like, uh, no, else for the fe- from the female Skechers, that hot golfer, Brooke Henderson, she's Skechers. Ooh. She's, she's smoking, Nothing too. sketchy about that. Nothing. That's a good company to get on, Gabe. You know what? Smoke Sounds it. like Skechers. Come on. They Skechers should be starting up this program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys are selling. You guys are obviously selling shoes to older people. And we're, we're older people. Yeah, I'm a little bit bigger. I need comfort. Why foot? Who's the, who's the sales? Who's in charge of sales? Let's get this. Uh, let's get this sponsored by my Skechers. I'm going to tell women tonight. Hey, I wear Skechers because I have a wide <laughs> foot. In case you're wondering. <laughs> you think that people will? That'll be a good. Yeah, that'll be a good one. I'm going to have a great Easter. You know what I'm doing? Drinking. I'm going to the Rays Red Sox game, and I'm following up with the Lightning Predator at six o'clock. Wow! Look at you, Tony. Super what, double what's, dip. What's that Easter Sunday? Yeah. We've got a conflict of diamond. What announcement? Oh, not on Tuesday. Oh. Oh, all right. Okay. We're racing no. on April Fool's Day. Okay. Run. Dramatic music. Sure is. Run.